You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, wrestling, and all kinds of pop culture dorkery. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and of course on NeedlessThingsSite.com, where we post five days a week about those various topics. This is going to be a really short intro today, because we've got a whole lot of show, lots to talk about. I want to tell you that this weekend, March the 13th, I will be at Wrestling with Pop Culture's Culture Shock event featuring wrestlers from AWE, Roar, and Monstrosity Championship Wrestling. I will be hosting that event. We've got a DJ playing music. Uh, we've got wrestling. It's going to be crazy. Uh, starts at 8 p.m., so be there. It's going to be a great time. And then 14th and 15th this weekend... I will be at Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention at the Marriott Century Center in Atlanta. Go to joelanta.org to learn more. But right now, I'm going to talk to Martin Jalad from Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention about what's happening this weekend. Here it is. What's happening? What's the final plan? Well, I mean, uh, from a from a personal level, you know, it's just now tying up all the the remaining loose ends and just making sure that uh, that everything is in in order from you know the the volunteers to the the custom boxes and all the custom figures and just making sure that that's all coming together i mean we just had a a badge making party yesterday so we had hundreds of of dealer badges and banners and assistants and cats and so we kind of did that um and just again, you know, making sure they've reached out to all the panelists and any last minute thing they might require, special guests, same thing. Um, and then really the, the festivities do commence on Wednesday already, um, with an event at, uh, at Buddy's Bar and Grill. And then goes the next day then on to, um, going to the Infantry Museum in Columbus. And then on Friday, uh, tour to the history museum and then everything really takes off on friday with preparing at the hotel and getting ready for you know the hundreds of people that are going to come into town and, and actually spend the weekend at the hotel itself so right a lot of fun you know a little, little nervous energy going on but i i like it now that and that's really neat that you guys do have so much stuff planned out beforehand because a lot of people uh, well and when uh when my family travels to a convention you know we tend to plan on a couple extra days one way or the other uh to just sort of be in the town and, and experience things and it's great that you guys have stuff going on Wednesday and Thursday to uh, to to interact and meet with all the fans that are going to be coming out right absolutely yeah we found that that's 
And just like you said, you know, when, when you go to a, a different city, you know, you want to do something other than maybe just hang out and do convention stuff the whole time. And that's that's why we've over the last couple of years just added these different events to to show people around a little bit, but try and pick topics and subjects that they'd be interested in seeing. Right. And uh, and you know, I mean, there's nothing like doing having a group activity to build camaraderie among all the folks that are coming who sometimes obviously don't all know each other because we're adding new people every year that are hearing of us, you know, through social media and, and word of mouth is, is humongous in this. And, uh, and that's, and that's nice. Yeah. Well, and that, that word of mouth, I mean, that, that's definitely a key component of promoting because, you know, you get every year you get more people, those people come, they love what they experience, they love the atmosphere, they spread the word to people they know, and, and it's, you know, with the social media now, it's, it's, I mean, that's viral. That's people just spreading out and hearing about things. So I'm, I'm really curious to, to see what the turnout is this year and, and how far flung the visitors are as far as where they're coming from. It's going to be interesting. Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I know even when I, I mailed out, you know, we have a postcard mailing that, that, that we mail out every year and I counted 15 different states, uh, that people come from. And those are just the postcards that I send. Now I'm sure every year, you know, we pick up a few. Sure. And, uh, we even have a, a dealer coming from Scotland and from Wales. So two different folks coming. So they're all coming <laughs> across the pond to, to have a good time with us. So yeah, pretty cool. That's fantastic quality of what you guys put on. Now, Friday night, I, I, we talked on the last episode that you got a big event going on Friday night. Tell me a little bit more well, that, about that. Well, uh, that one of our good friends, EJ, kind of started that a spontaneous explosion of uh, <laughs> of toys and trading right there in the lobby of the hotel. And that started a few years ago and, and kind of took took off to a point where we actually had to kind of rein it in a little bit because uh, people went absolutely berserk and dealers were like setting up their whole booth <laughs> in the lobby and the hotel was like, what are you guys, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> take it easy. So, yeah, so basically what it is is anybody who is in attendance then, people that have a commander's or an assistant package or dealers are allowed to bring one tub and we had to, to limit it to one tub of, of product, anything they want to go bring to the lobby and basically just, you know, put it in a, anywhere there in the lobby. So, you know, find a little, a little corner and set their stuff up. And it basically then becomes a humongous kind of trade and flea market kind of thing right there in the lobby of the hotel. So there's so much energy and vibrancy going on there. You know, not only with all of us, but then you've got your regular hotel guests kind of wandering in and out going like, what the heck is going on sure, here? Sure, sure. <laughs> that, well, that's always and, one of the uh, most fun parts of a convention is, is seeing, you know, kind of the regular guests saying, what is this? What is this business? Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the one thing that the beauty of toys is that everybody can connect and relate to a toy. And so a lot of times, even though, you know, people might go, what are all these, you know, what are all these folks doing? They're all grown, you know, what are they doing? But, but man, you know, they catch one glimpse of something that they remembered that they had as a yeah. kid. And then they're really, they, they want to be in with it too. Oh, I remember that. 
okay, I understand the appeal to that, you know. So, so that's the fun thing as well when when you see folks like that. Um, but yeah, that usually lasts, you know. It's kind of gotten out of control. So as much as I like to start it at a specific time and end it at a specific time, it then takes a life of its own and it'll spontaneously happen. And we just kind of have to try and, you know, we'll try and uh, end it around eight o'clock because we are going to have trivia at the bar as well, which is something else that we've done over the years. And uh, usually it's toy rated. I mean, this year we may kind of add a little little other, you know, pop culture to it. But that's another event that people really enjoy because now, you know, they've 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 got their taste. You know, toy collectors want to buy toys. And so they've kind of got their little first taste of what this is going to be all about. And they so they bought a couple of things. Now they want to chill out at the bar, maybe have a drink or two. And again, we put people into teams and now there's this big trivia thing going on. And, uh, you know, that's, that's another component of Friday night. That's, that's pretty cool. And, and that's trivia is always a good way to get people to interact and have fun. I mean, that, that's, that's really cool that you guys, well, one, that it's in the common areas of the hotel. So everybody can find it and be involved with it. Right. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Now the next day on Saturday, the uh, dealer room, well, all of the exhibit areas are open from ten to five, but the commanders uh, are able to go in early. That's right. Yes. Yeah, one of the perks of being a commander is that you can get in both days an hour early, so you can have some kind of uninterrupted shopping before the masses come. And and one of the really cool things is, you know, I mean, over the years that line. Um, is, you know, 100 plus deep first thing in the morning. So people start lining up and, you know, by the time it's ready to open the doors at 10 o'clock, I mean, there's like a, there's <laughs> a swarm of people. <laughs> sure, sure. Absolutely. Now, and you guys have, I mean, the first year that I was able to attend, this was a few years ago. Uh, the first year, uh, this convention blew my mind because I was not ready for the sheer volume of dealers and toys that were there what are we looking at this year well it has it has grown i mean every year it grows uh this year we kind of relooked at um the layout of the hotel to see um where we could basically expand because re- realistically you know we we started in one ballroom then went to the one ballroom the hallway then then one ballroom the hallway and other one and, uh, and then, you know, now we just kind of begin to realize that there's more, ex- there's extra rooms in different places. And so we different, put different events. So for instance, where last year we had all the custom figures and dioramas in one of the hallways, we really felt that it, that needed its own space. So there was an extra room and we're using that room this year. And anybody who wants to bring a custom figure or a diorama, and it doesn't have to be of a, a one-six scale action figure. It can be any toy-related um, custom. They can enter that this into our competition, and, and it'll be judged, and there'll be prizes awarded. So this now has its own space. Uh, we've also added a couple of kind of chill-out areas. So in that particular room, there'll also be some tables where folks can just hang out kind of look over what they've purchased so far and just kind of take a load off. Um, this year we have also added a second theater room. One theater room will have panels going the whole day, both days. 
the other room will have movies playing and different, you know, sitcoms and things like that. And again, you can just chill out. If you're just a little tired of walking around and you want to sit down, you can come and, and, and enjoy yourself in there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's grown a lot. We have, uh, probably 75 plus dealers, uh, this year where last year we may have had 55. So we've certainly added a few dealers with a lot more variety. So the variety continues to expand every year. And this year there's going to be anime. Um, there's going to be, you know, looking at things, you know, people that bring jewelry and then there's a zero that's going to have some kind of shot glasses with, you know, superhero emblems etched onto them. And so there's really going to be a very large variety of pop culture stuff as, as well as all the vintage toys and everything that, that everyone has grown to enjoy at the show. Well, and, and in the, the same nature of expanding things, I mean, this isn't just a come out for the day show. You guys have stuff going on at night too, Saturday night. Is, uh, uh we do, we do, absolutely. So the dealer rooms closed at five o'clock and then at seven o'clock we have a film festival. And this has always been a, a, a really fun time where folks have basically made, fa- you think about it, it, they're fan films of one six scale or any kind of toy. And so there's the film festival. Then we're going to have the State of the Hobby Roundtable where we have some experts on toys talk about kind of the direction for this coming year of where toys are going. And a few years ago when we first started this, you know, one of the things that came up was the 3D printing and how even though some of the larger companies are no longer making one-six scale figures, well, now you can begin to take it yourself and take it to the next level and you can begin to make and create things. And that's kind of where the prediction was. And I think we're seeing that actually happen now that the, the 3D printing is playing a big part. So we'll have the, um, the round table. Then we have a mini auction and then, then that'll kind of go to the parachute drop. And this is, you know, that there are 15 stories in that hotel and we, everybody kind of rushes to the atrium, to the lobby and, you know, has at it basically throwing parachutes down. And that's, that's very cool as well. A lot of energy going there too. Yeah. And yeah. that's another, that's another good one when, when the staff of the hotel and people walking around go, my goodness, what is going on? These, these, these guys are playing. I mean, <laughs> and then, uh, and then after that, the, the night will be rounded out with our friends Ricky and Bambi of Radio Cult, and they're going to put on a a concert performance that night. And so, and yes, that'll end probably around midnight. And by then, we really we really need our sleep. <laughs> we'll need our <laughs> <Yes>. rest <laughs> absolutely to get back up to be ready for uh, for 10 a.m. on Sunday when everything opens back up, or if you've got the Commanders package for 9 a.m. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, a couple other new things this year. And uh, Ricky and Bambi are actually going to be performing as the Possum Kingdom Ramblers. They have a, a new band with a couple of other friends. And they'll actually perform on Saturday, I think around 1 o'clock, actually there in the, for everybody, in front of everybody. Right, absolutely, in the deals room. So if you guys, if anyone's out there at that time, make a point to, you'll hear them, because they'll be performing right there. Um, 
And then quite a few panels as well. Um, we have a panel on Homestuck this year, the uh, the webcomic. Um, we've got a panel on creating your own characters and marketing your your characters for comic books. Um, you're doing a panel that we're we're looking forward to seeing about character toys. And so uh, there's a panel on Transformers and a panel on Monster High. And there'll be a, a Walking Dead panel as well with one of the Walkers, Don Teams, who is one of our guests this year. So a lot of variety for, for anybody who enjoys going to panels. So you have a lot to choose from. I think it's really cool that you guys are doing the Monster High panel because that's uh, it's it's nice to see a focus on, you know, doll related stuff because you you very often see the more traditional boys toys focused on it things like this and i think it's neat that you guys are are being a little more inclusive because my wife is is huge into monster high stuff so uh well i will say that 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 is honestly due to my two daughters who are 16 and 12 and who like monster high and and last year actually we we debuted the panels again, and that's we did a Monster High panel last year, and it went extremely well. And I guess there's no denying how well this line by Mattel is doing, and how far it's reached across so many, you know, there's so many ages collecting it at this point as well, and customizing it for that matter. And so, yeah, so yes, uh, that, that's, that was great. Fia, who is our Monster High expert, I mean, she she does a fantastic job. And she's also a great artist, so she will teach kids and, and adults how to draw Monster High characters as well. And of course, one of my highlight panels is Larry Hama, uh, who who is essentially the father of the '80s GI Joe franchise. Uh, has one at 11 a.m. on Sunday. I'm really excited about seeing him speak about GI yes, Joe. Yes, 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 absolutely. And there is, and I can't believe I, I kind of didn't I didn't remember. Well, there's this, a but- lot to cover, man. There, there is a lot going on, and so I don't, I don't have a cheat, a cheat sheet in front of me. So, <laughs> but there is also one other uh, panel on on animation. So Jeremy Fisher, who uh, has worked for Robot Chicken uh, among others, uh, will be doing a panel on animation as well. And uh, yeah, so and of, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. And of course, I know you want to mention the cosplay as well. Uh, that that it's encouraged at the convention, and you guys are having a contest. Yes, absolutely. We and we are having a panel. <laughs> There's another panel that snuck in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, our friends, our friends at uh, AnacraCon actually are um, the steampunk convention that we were just at. They are uh, bring some folks over, and they're going to do a, a panel on cosplay. And then, yes, on uh, on Sunday they will be a cosplay contest um, around three o'clock. Well, and that's, you know, that's really the thing is there is so much going on. If the listeners want to see the full schedule, uh, the location, everything else, go to jolanta.org and that's where you can see every single thing. I mean, we've hit on some of the highlights, but there's so much more than even what we've talked about today. Uh, before we go, is there any one last thing you want to put over? Any last word about the convention you want to get out there? Only that uh, it's it's a it's a labor of love for every single one of us involved, and and we certainly uh, look forward to seeing you know many new friends come out and kind of whether it's for the first time or you've been before and you kind of take a walk down memory lane or you 
you just have a long list of toys that you want to buy. We'll just come out and have a good time, and we look forward to seeing you. And that's what it is. It's a good time. Martin, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It was great getting to talk to you, and I, I can't wait to see you this weekend, man. Fantastic. We'll see you soon, and thanks again. Thanks to Martin for coming on and talking about that. If you guys can make it out to Jolanta, do it. It's an awesome toy convention. You're going to see an amazing amount of stuff from a ton of vendors. It, it really is just mind-blowing to be there. Uh, and plus, I'm doing a panel. All right. And hopefully, if we can figure out space for it, a live recording of the Needless Things podcast, which has not been done before, technically. Uh, that's it for intro, really. I, we don't have a lot of time for me doing my talkie talk this week because we've got so much to cover. As a matter of fact, we don't even have time for a musical segment this week. So we're just going to go straight into coverage of the 2015 New York International Toy Fair with Ryan and Jay and Josh and, of course, Reverend Dan Wilson sent in a segment. It's awesome. Here it is. Enjoy. Hey, Phantomaniacs, welcome to the second part of our 2015 New York International Toy Fair coverage. Uh, as you may already know, our first attempt to cover this was a, a massive failure, thanks to technology uh, being not quite what we'd like it to be. But we're back, we're going to do it all again, and it's going to be even better this time. Uh, but anyway, we're here, it's time for Toy Fair, and we've got a portion of our regular crew. First, I want to welcome Needless Things head researcher, Ryan Schweck, to the show. What's happening, man? Oh, not a lot. Good evening, everybody. Uh, so, <laughs> how do you feel about doing this again? <laughs> well, you know, I feel like we know where we're going to go. We might miss some of the spontaneity of the last one. But on a plus side, tonight I'm on pain pills from a surgery. So it may add some extra <laughs> some extra humor for the evening. Sweet. I think that will more than make up for uh, for anything that we, we lack from before. Uh, also joining us, uh, the oncoming Josh. What's happening, man? Time is a flat circle, and what has happened before will happen again. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. That is absolutely true. And let me just say, some uh, true detective Funko reaction figures would be more than welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, finally, the belligerent monkey, Jay Hornsby. Thank you so much for coming back on and doing this again. Anytime, Phantom. Good to be here. Uh, hey, everybody. It sounded like you said, I hate everybody, <laughs> which I realized you said, hey, everybody. Well, that uh, that may be true, but, but you uh, did, I was also you, saying, hey, everybody. You you did <laughs> just come out of Atlanta traffic. so I did. I did. It did just take me an hour and 45 minutes to get home. So. Oh, I know your pain. Well, I'm so glad you guys were all, you know, not only willing to do it again, but like immediately just like, yeah, let's do it again. I, I, I appreciated that because I was afraid this would just be a lost cause. Uh, and we'd miss out on one of our biggest shows of the year, but uh, I, I really appreciate it. But yeah, no problem. I'm like, yeah, I don't really remember what we talked about last time, so it'll be like it's all new again. <laughs> uh, well, we started off last time, and and just for the listeners to know, uh, if you want the Masters of the Universe stuff, uh, go back to the last episode. That's me and Bo devoted a whole hour to talking about Masters because we had not only the Toy Fair stuff, but all the stuff that was announced after Toy Fair. So we gave that its own show. Only an so hour? There, oh, what's that? I said only, only an hour? <laughs> there was only six pictures shown. <laughs> yeah, right. It felt like it was an right. hour last time. Right, exactly. Uh, it was close to an hour last time. Uh, so this time, just uh, hang in there, and we're going to talk about everything else. 
And we're going to start with what I think was one of the most successful and impressive showings at Toy Fair this year. Uh, they, they killed it last year, and they really did the same thing again this year, and that's Funko. Uh, these guys are just like a juggernaut and, and it's not only that they're showing awesome stuff, it's the, it's the showmanship of how they're doing it because last year they just laid out, you know, the, a lot of places leak stuff now. A lot of the toy companies have leaks before Toy Fair. Funko just blew it out of the gate and they did the same thing again this year. We didn't know what they were going to have. Uh, it seemed like, like going into it, I was kind of thinking, man, maybe Legacy and Reaction didn't really work for them because we haven't heard a thing mm-hmm. about what they're going to have this year. How did you guys feel going into it? Well, it was interesting. Last year, if you remember, before, well, when the Reaction line got introduced, they showed them all before the show even started. Remember that? They really oh, that's right. It was like the week before. Yeah. Yeah, it was the week of. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and this year they played everything close to the best. I mean, everybody kind of suspected some stuff was coming. Um, and some stuff had been talked about in December. Um, but a lot of the licenses they showed up, nobody knew about. Um, and some were kind of surprising. Like the Arrow yeah. license, I was shocked that they yeah. had. Yeah, I'm amazed at the sheer breadth of the different licenses they seem to have gotten. And with the like competing other, I guess, the other uh, sizes uh, with from other companies. But I guess people just don't care if they're doing these old school three and a quarter, three and three quarter inch figures. Yeah, well, I think that's what we talked about last time was that the um, these figures are so different from anything else on the shelf that they're not really competing with anything else. You know, so it's an, it, the, someone that's going to pick up a six inch version of. Uh, the Flash or a six-inch version of you know one of the other toys, um, you know it, they're not really in direct competition with this. This is you know this is for you know the collector that probably will not open them, and so it's just not the same same market. I don't think. Um, well, I'd like to see, and you know, I, we didn't talk about this last time, but Funko themselves aren't behind the reaction line. It's that right, company right. Super Seven. Yeah, and so I kind of was doing some research as I do because yes. I started thinking about it. Um, if you don't know the history, Super Seven is who made the original Alien reaction figures, and then Funko um, approached them at San Diego and said, "Hey, you know, we want to help you with these and distribute them." Right, those um, were coming out before Funko had anything to do with them. Like those were happening. And then Funko came in and said, you know, hey, we we want to help you with those because they're cool. Yep. And I did found these are still Super 7. They are the ones that are still doing this whole line. Like all the toys are still Super 7. Right. It's their aesthetic. Yeah. That company is loving life. Yeah, they they definitely are. And not only – well, here's the thing is that, you know, Funko – has already tapped into so many licenses because of their pop line. Mm-hmm. They, they already have a foot in the door to tons and tons of licenses because they've been making those pop vinyl figures for years now. So they already had, you know, Buffy and, uh, you know, all, a lot of the stuff, the Terminator and Alien and Predator and all. I mean, they, they had those licenses good to go. And all they have to do is expand the definition. And we talked about this last time, too, as I reviewed that Creature from the Black Lagoon figure that Funko did. And on the packaging, it says, this is not a toy adult collectible. And I realized, and we were discussing why. And I realized, because you guys were talking about price points, and uh, I think we all agreed that 
the the way that they were marketed made a difference. But I also realized that labeling it as a collectible probably eliminates some of the licensing issues. True. Mm-hmm. So that that's well, that's uh, how uh, Lego gets away with it uh, with the minifigures. Right. You know, they don't they don't have the license to sell them as a figure, but they have them. They can sell them as an accessory. So if they even if they do a small little something to put together, then they can add you know whatever minifigure they want and call it an, an accessory. And they're getting more and more clever with this all the time because they did uh, they did their little mini ships that were basically a minifigure with a tiny ship. And now this year at Toy Fair, they showed, I think there were two or three packs of minifigures that come with just a bunch of little items that are nothing items. They're basically selling the minifigures. Yeah. Right. But they throw that stuff in there and it's a building set. Right. But, uh, to get back to Funko, uh, I, I know it's only fair to start with you, Ryan, and the reaction figures that I'm sure touched your heart in a way you never expected. Oh, so excited. Between now and last we talk, I have ordered the whole wave. I am anxiously <laughs> waiting for them nice. to come. Are, are, are they the best around? They are the best. <laughs> the best. Um, we are talking about the Karate Kid action figures. Um, Karate Kid is probably my one of my favorite movies. I mean, Karate Kid is like up there with Star Wars for me. Um, and so we got the original. You've, you've the got first- the Cobra Kai tattoo. I do have a Cobra Kai tattoo. Um, so our first wave, we're getting, of course, Mr. Miyagi. We're getting uh, Sensei Crease. We're getting Johnny. We're getting Allie. And then two different Daniels. You're getting Wax On, Wax Off, Daniel, and then Daniel and the Gee. And I was kind of going back and forth whether I needed two Daniels. And then as I was making the decision, I thought, well, of course I'm getting both of them. Like, <laughs> I can't not get all these. I'm really hoping they continue because I really need like a Bobby and a, I also know all the names of all the Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pitch you my idea for a Comic Con exclusive. Uh huh. Daniel Son in the shower costume. Mm-hmm. Already announced. Oh, what? Really? Yep. That oh. is coming out. Oh, nice. Yeah. As an exclusive or uh, just as part of the regular line? It's San Diego, apparently. Oh, uh, no kidding. Yeah. Apparently still your idea, Phantom. <laughs> yeah. It happens all the time. Um, so, yeah, I'm just beyond excited about these. Um, I would love to see them move into the – you know, the six inch legacy line. I mean, I know in my heart that's not going to happen, but I can dream. I can dare to dream. Well, but I think that's anytime we see a new range of reaction figures announced as, as older collectors, I think that's our thought is, Oh, maybe they'll do legacy figures because right. that's, that's why I held off on the Firefly. Uh, reaction figures is because, well, one, we had a pretty good inkling already that they were going to be doing Firefly legacy figures. I, I think we'd heard substantive rumors at that point that it was going to happen. Right. But, uh, you know, that's, it, it was a thing where like, oh, that's what I really want. Do you right. think the sales of the reaction figures would make an influence on whether they make them into their legacy line? Sure. Sure. Well, it probably depends on the property. Like with Firefly, there have never been, really good six inch scale figures. So I think that's a market they felt like hadn't been filled, but if it's something that maybe has had figures before, maybe they're not too sure about that. I absolutely think the reaction could be used as a gauge. Like, cause if they like these big trouble in little China figures that since we recorded mine have arrived and they're 
freaking beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't bear to open them. I just, I just wonder, like, if the Rocketeer reaction figures sold really well, and that's why I decided to make a legacy version of him. Yeah, I would guess out of all the reaction that they showed, your best chance is going to be Little Trouble in Little China and the Fifth Element. I, I would that's, be. I hope you're right. If they didn't do a legacy line of the Fifth Element, I, yeah, I would die of a happy man if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and neither of those. I mean, Big Trouble in Little China did have some action figures years ago. But they weren't great. They well, they weren't really action figures. They were little statues. Um, but they were in very high demand. They were tough to find. They sold well. Uh, and Fifth Element has never had any kind of toy line, which makes sense because it's <laughs> it's it kind of predates the the collecting uh, the way it is now. And it certainly is not in any way, shape, or form a kids' movie. Uh, although I, you know, anytime I say something like that, I think about the RoboCop. Cartoon and action figures <laughs> of the nineties, or, or the Rambo uh, cartoon as well. Yeah, sure. yeah, good oh. Terminator. Yeah. But uh, but but also a, a lot of a lot of what played into that was was just pure eightiesism, like that. <laughs> that was that was the Reagan era. So military and combat and war, like that's all stuff that everybody was way into at the time. Whereas Fifth Element is a little harder to to shoebox, <laughs> right? <laughs> um. Yeah, they so they had the Karate Kid stuff, and it looks really good. I, I think we're seeing. I don't know if it's a decision or if it's a an increase in talent or what, but I felt like the likenesses on all of the reaction figures this year were were a lot closer. Yeah, the the heads don't seem as soft. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first Alien Waves, the, you kind of had soft features on them, and they seem to be getting a little away from that, which I'm glad. Um, and the actual sculpted-on details on some of the new waves that they've shown seem to have a little more detail. Like the Arrow figures they announced, there's a lot going on on those, like on the Deathstroke and on the Malcolm. Yeah. Th- that's a pretty detailed figure. They, um, they seem to be experimenting with the line between being – complete Kenner style and adapting that aesthetic to a modern toy. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting to see, cause I know at one point we saw, and did they put it out? There was like an alien play set that they showed. Yeah. And I don't know if it ever actually went on sale or if that was part of a display. It was, um, uh, they offered it at Comic-Con. Oh, You're talking they? about the, the egg. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a resin play set and it was, uh, like a hundred something bucks, I think. So it was, it wasn't a regular plastic playset. It was mm-hmm. like a very special collector specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm hoping that maybe they'll do it in plastic and offer it a little wider market, but I haven't seen anything right. yet. Well, and with Jaws, you know, they're making Bruce. Yes. So it looks like they're going into bigger figures. So I wonder if maybe we might see a power loader from aliens or, um, Queen. Yeah, Queen. You kind of have to do them both. Right. Or car right. from Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. God, can you imagine if they started doing vehicles for these? That would oh be, my God. That'd be awesome. Well, and and like like that hope of you know, oh, I hope they do a legacy line as well. There's also that hope. Oh, I hope they do vehicles and playsets. You know, I mean, I'd love to have Corbin Dallas's taxi. Right, that'd be that awesome. Would be awesome. Uh, there, there's so many things. Uh, you know what? I would buy because I Big Trouble in Little China is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, anything that they produce, I'm going to buy. If they do Jack Burton's truck, I'll buy it. If they do Lopan's Lair, 
I'll buy it. If they do <laughs> just if they do just an elevator playset, I'll buy it. I don't <laughs> care. Um, and that's these you know these reaction figures. One, they are neat, and stuff from 1985 fits into my. I just say 85 is 85 or 86. Anyway, stuff from the 80s fits into my aesthetic limits for the reaction figures. Right. Like that is is always going to work in that style for me whereas some of the stuff like Firefly, some of the later stuff doesn't seem quite as perfect. Right. It's well, it does have it does have the nostalgia factor like I think toys like Big Trouble in Little China and movies like that feel like they should be in that scale. Like sure. they're right. toys we should have had back then. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah, that, that's that's a good call. It's it's that you pick it up and you're like, oh, I should have had this when I was nine or ten or whatever. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, so we, we've already mentioned them a couple of times now, but the uh, they did show the legacy figures of Firefly and of the Rocketeer. Looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah well, they all look all, good, really good, I think. They're all just fantastic. We had we had a little discussion about action figure crotches, which is not unusual for us. <laughs> uh, but I think because they're using a crotch that's very similar to the three and three quarter inch GI Joe style, and it looks a little weird in pictures. But I think it might be one of those things that in person. It, 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 you kind of really don't notice it, or it won't seem like as as odd a, a thing, right? Well, I noticed with the the new legacy figures that are coming out, these especially, they seem to be increasing the amount of accessories that are coming with each one. Um, I think the Game of Thrones figures, you know, you didn't get very much with them; they were kind of bare bones. Um, yeah, they, uh, I got a bunch of them for Christmas, and they all basically came with a sword or two. Uh, and that, and that was about it. But to be fair, there's not a ton they could have. I mean, it's not that's like true. that's a world that's full of signature artifacts or, or specific things. Like, it, typically a character does have like a sword and a helmet. And, and, right. you know, if you look at the hound, he's got two swords. He's got his helmet with the hinged visor on it. And, um, I, and they, and the swords do fit well, at least in the ones I have. And, you know, they, they, they fit in their, um, the cover, the coverings, yeah. uh, the scabbards, um, and then they, 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 I thought it was a very good line. I, I did like them. Yeah, they're beautiful figures. I finally picked up an Arya the other day, and I had a heck of a time getting her sword into her hand. But uh, you know, really, what else is she going to come with? But needle, like right. throughout right. the show, and that was the only one I had a hurt. problem with uh, because the, my needle it, it broke in half when I was trying to. Oh um, no! Uh, you got to heat that in. hand up, man. I don't know. Yeah, they, they could yeah. have had dire wolf pack-ins, but I guess we can have everything. Oh, that would be – that's a good <laughs> Little call. Little pops. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably do a, a box set or something for Comic-Con. That would be a really great exclusive. Oh, that would be. Um. So we saw the Game of Thrones – or Game of Thrones. The Firefly figures looked really good. The likenesses are fantastic. They come with, with really good accessories. I was I was thrilled to see Zoe's shotgun. Uh-huh. Um. I like that Wash has the little plastic dinosaurs with yes. him. That's a good call. Yes, and they're doing the variant of Jane with the stupid hat. Yep, <sighs> pre-ordered mine already. Yeah, and and I've right now I've got both of them pre-ordered, and I'm trying to decide if I want to not get the regular one or if I want to get the one with the stupid hat, but just keep it in the box and put it up on the wall with with some of the box stuff that I have. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, another thing I like that they've done with the legacy, at least with this wave, I think when uh, Rocketeer, when it was announced, you know, everybody kind of wondered if it was going to be a wave of Rocketeer figures or if we were going to get, you know, some of the other characters from the movie, but nobody really wants figures of those that much. And so I think it's nice that they've kind of thrown him into the case with Firefly. And I'm hoping that they start to do this as a pattern. So one-off yes. characters from movies that, you know, you really only want the main character. Um, it's a good, I like they're not sticking with just saying, all right, we're just going to do Firefly in this wave and that's it. Like yeah, it gives right. them an option to fill out that case. Um, and I, well, I'm trying to think offhand of anybody. I'm sure there's thousands of examples I could come up with, but I can't think of any right now, but damn it, do um, your research. I know, I know, <laughs> but you know what I was thinking about? I was trying to think of other characters I'd like to see legacy wise. Um, mm-hmm. and especially after seeing the, uh, the, was it the Book of the Dead figures and how well they handled cartoon likenesses? I really want a Who Framed Roger Rabbit line. Oh my gosh. That'd because be there's awesome. so many options they could do there. And I think they would make amazing six inch figures. There's no way that could get licensed though. <laughs> because yeah. Well, they would across. have to do the more original. You don't have to be, um, they Judge couldn't Doom use any of the, and Eddie yeah. and Roger and Baby Jessica. Herman. Yeah. Jessica. Those are the only it, ones yeah. I'd want. Yeah. But I mean, see, that's the thing is I would want an expansive. I would want Donald Duck and Daffy Duck with the dueling pianos. And I would want right. Bugs with the parachute and or Bugs and Mickey with the parachutes and the anvil. And like, there's too much there. And yes, obviously I would, I would buy if they did Eddie and, and Jessica and, and, you know, everybody else, I would totally get them. But it would also feel incomplete if you didn't have everyone. Right. Josh, I know you were chomping at the bit to talk about the Rocketeer figure. Uh, you you're excited. Yeah, I think he looks great. That was uh my absolute favorite superhero kid as a, as a as a kid for like longest time and he just looks amazing. Like the the detailed likenesses on him and the fact that they're packing him with an alternate head which they did not need to do right. but uh, it's so nice to have. Yeah, that I mean that is definitely a, that little extra effort because they they could have very easily just Given the the full costume Rocketeer and not worried about getting the actor's likeness or anything, which I, can, I right. can't even remember the actor's name. Who uh, I can't even remember either. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, they went after his likeness, and it's a great likeness. And now you've oh. got the option, and I and that's you know Funko is is they very much know what people want, and they do their best to deliver, and I think that's impressive. Yeah. 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 yeah, I hope, I hope this does well and they keep up with the, the adding the extra one-off figure into like the packs of the Firefire line because I'm, I'm hoping, keep my fingers crossed that, uh, they may give Snake Plissken this treatment because he's a easy one-off figure they could there do. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. that would be a good one. That's yeah, good. Snake would be well, great. Um, they're going to have to do a second line, right? Because we don't have River. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, we River, River, Book. Manara, Book. Um, yeah. no villains. I mean, the, think about, Think about all the great villains from that show, man. Oh, and they've got to do Reavers. I didn't even think about that. Or several of them. Yeah, see, there, I mean, there's so many options. So I, I really do hope that these just sell incredibly well and we get at least a couple more waves. Yeah. So Funko, once again, had a great showing. They had uh, some new vinyl lines to show uh, that we're, we're not really going to get into here. I'll recommend to all the listeners, if you want some fantastic coverage uh, picture-wise, go to Action Figure Insider. Uh, they had just some really incredible pictures of 
everything at Toy Fair. Like every single thing that was shown was there. And you can go to their Funko Gallery and see the new stuff from mm. uh, Vinyl Sugar, I think it's called, and then a new line called Adorbs that are just going to sell even better than the pop figures, I think. So, they, I mean, Funko killed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually at the end of the show, we'll go around and say who who won Toy Fair. But for me personally, Funko did. Uh, no question. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even talk about like their Star Trek line, which I think looks fantastic. Oh, you're right. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, and we we really did. Oh, we, we mentioned that they're doing uh, Bruce, the shark from Jaws, but they are also doing uh, the main. They're doing Quint and uh, the the main characters, Roy Scheider and and Richard Dreyfus, and and they look really good uh, and. I'm curious to see if people buy just the shark or if they go ahead and just buy all the figures because that magic price point, that $10 is the new $5. Uh, you know, $5 used to be the price point of, well, I'll just pick it up. But now, sadly, uh, the economy has made it so $10 is kind of the, well, I'll just pick it up price point. Mm-hmm. So for me, while the shark is the star of the show, I'm going to go ahead and get the human characters as well. Right. How and, much have uh, they announced? How much the shark's going to be? Uh, twenty bucks, I think. That's okay, so not too bad. I, I, I went ahead. I pre-ordered it from Big Bad, and I, I think it was twenty bucks. Um, and it's huge. I mean, it's far larger than the human characters, and it looks like they fit right into his mouth, which is great. That's <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, the Star Trek figures are, I think, the best-looking reaction figures so far. Uh. Not just on li- a likeness front, but also just from how they fit into that style of figure. Mm-hmm. They, they really do look fantastic. Yeah, that, that Spock looks like that likeness is just so great from what I can see in these pictures. Like it, it looks like an actual really detailed head sculpt, which you don't get a lot of with these uh, reaction figures lines. Yeah, they, I mean, they, well, and also the, just the style of the uniform lends itself to, yeah. to this sculpt. I mean, they, they really do look nice. Like this, I'm not going to get them because I've got pretty much everything. Well, not everything. I've got everything I want from, uh, the Playmates Star Trek line, which was very expansive, but I, I just can't justify, like we were, we were talking about before we started recording with the Marvel Legends and the Marvel Universe stuff. Like, I, I can't start over again. <laughs> It's just too much. Um, anything else from Funko, you guys? One thing I think that was kind of interesting to note is that they're doing Tomorrowland toys in the reaction oh, right, line. Right. So it's right. a movie that hasn't come out yet that almost nothing is known about, but they've already gone ahead and made these. And I kind of wonder if they're going to start exploring smaller or movies that probably wouldn't have got toys in the past that they think that people might want something of. And well, so this a, is a cheap way to do it. It's a perfect fit because, right. I mean, Tomorrowland, like anybody that's been to Walt Disney World, like that's that's a special – that's very special to me. And I know it, it's one of those things that's almost like just a piece of American culture. Like everybody knows Tomorrowland. Even if you haven't been there, you know Tomorrowland. Wow. And depending on what the movie is, like I think it's a safe bet for reaction figures because yeah. it's one of those things where it's going to be sort of a retro futuristic uh, feel to it because I, I think they're really trying to capture the feel of the theme park, even though it's not you know directly related to the theme park. It's going to be similar to what Marvel has been doing with their comic book adaptations of the various Disney stuff. Uh, 
where they're taking inspiration from the theme park and, and turning it into a world of its own. I'm, I'm super stoked to see the movie, but I think it's really neat that they're doing toys and I think it's a good move for, for all parties to do it in this reaction style. When, and I, like you said, I think it's a good way to experiment and I'm curious to see what they do in the future. Right. With new licenses. Cause you know, Funko traditionally has not gone after a, a ton. They've got a few, but they traditionally haven't gone after a ton of, of current licenses. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that covers Funko. And now it is time to move on to Hasbro, who typically have a, a pretty impressive showing. And this year were amazing in some areas and somewhat not amazing in others. Do you guys want to talk about Star Wars a little bit? <laughs> yeah, well, a little bit. Very exactly. long. <laughs> Um, I mean, Star Wars, I mean, obviously everyone was waiting to see if we were going to get any new Star Wars black toys, and we got approximately zero. <laughs> Goose egg. Well, new, um, to, new to me, because I, I had not seen the pictures of the Hoth stuff yet. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, the Tauntaun and the Wampa. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm a sucker for polar stuff and for water stuff. So Hoth is like one of my, like, that that's that's one of my happy zones, and when I saw that Tauntaun and the Womp, I was like, "Shit, yeah, they look I'm good." Probably, yeah, I'm probably gonna buy those, even though I'm not collecting the the large scale black stuff. They just look so nice at that scale, especially the Wampa. Like yeah. just to have a big giant Wampa, uh, that's tempting for me. But those were new to me, but they'd been shown before apparently, and and they didn't have anything else that was new. Nope, nothing new. We saw um, some final. Uh, pieces like IG-88, we hadn't seen the full with the cuts for the articulation yet, but they showed him. Um, and the soft goods for the Emperor were finalized, which Yeesh. they yeah. don't look great. Um, which is a shame because I thought Vader, I liked the soft goods on Vader. I thought it was handled really well. Yeah. I bought, but, I bought one because once I, once I saw, I don't know if, did you put a picture of your Vader up? Was that you? Somebody- uh, I, I sent you one. Okay, okay, that was it. Once I saw that, I was like, ah, I got to get that Vader. And oh, no, I, I, I bought that Vader. Facebook. Yeah, I put it okay. on Facebook. Cause it, okay. It's the toy I've been waiting my entire life for, a six-inch Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he delivered. Right. Um, he did. He's he's great. That was a good use of soft goods. Emperor. It, it doesn't look good. I'm real worried about how that hood is going to sit on his face. And that's one of the most important things of the Emperor is that his face is, you know, kind of covered by that hood. And Well, that's the thing is if we're seeing the Emperor, chances are, like, more often than not, it's the chest-up picture of the Emperor. Like, that's a critical part of his profile is that hood. And they could put a wire in it like they've done with some other stuff to make it sit right. You know what? We've, we've talked about this before, but Josh, I don't know that you've ever been on one of the shows where we've discussed, uh, soft goods. What, what are your feelings on soft goods at this scale? I'm not a fan. They never seem to look right. They just never look real because they don't look like real cloth. You can tell it's, you know, toy cloth and they don't, it's like never a massive seem to, weave yeah. a little figure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would much prefer like a molded plastic, just yeah. make that part of his head. That's just my preference. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It always looks weird. It, it always seems too big and just, just doesn't quite look right. Well, you know what's surprising? I know you have some of the new, uh, Avengers Lego sets that have yeah. the new capes on them. That is a nice fabric. Yeah, that's cape. 
that Thor cape is fantastic. Yep, we were putting together all the new DC and uh, Marvel sets, and Lego has got a nice fabric now that hangs well, but is stiff enough. And so I don't know how they got it; nobody else does. But they should look into that. Yeah, I agree. The, my biggest issue because I've got a few, I've got a few three and three quarter inch figures with soft goods that it really works. Um, a few six inch scale figures that it works like that Vader. But my biggest issue is when they try and mix it. Uh, that never works. They did the last Grand Moff Tarkin figure that they did at the three and three quarter inch scale was all plastic, but they gave him a soft goods uh, bottom of his military blouse. It looks horrible. Mm-hmm. Now, is it? Darth oh, Maul, though. Darth Maul had a mix of soft goods and the more rubber on his Sith skirt. And it worked all right, I thought. It kept some of the articulation, which was good, and you need that for Darth Maul. Um, so I thought that one worked, but for the most part, like Leia though, Leia looks awful. That her skirt on the slave Leia is just terrible. Yeah, the, well, that figure, that's that's uh, that, to me that is yeah, that it's is, just uh, not a great figure all around. Uh, yeah, they they yeah. they blew it on that one, and uh, it's so strange because. You know, if I and and of course, if I were is a silly thing to ever say, but you know, personally, if I were doing the black line, the six inch line, I would have done a Leia that was different and interesting and able. Like I would have done probably Bespin Leia, yeah, or Hoff Leia, or like a more action ready Leia, because it, in the beginning. I don't think any of us had a lot of confidence in the line success. Like we really didn't know how far it was going to go, how successful it was going to be. And it's entirely possible. You're only going to get one Leia. So if that's the case, do a Leia that can stand around and look cool with Luke and Han and Chewbacca and everybody else, you know, don't do the slave Leia, which I understand the fanboy thing and the slave Leia thing. Obviously I understand it. I mean, that's, it's, for certainly for everybody on this show, it's probably one of your earliest memories of like a super hot lady. But uh you know, just just do a cool Leia that that can stand there and look like a, a leader of the Rebel Alliance, right? You know, well, like, we're I, getting I think that the, was a bad misstep. Yeah, and they're doing the uh I can never say it all the way right the Bosch. The bounty hunter yeah, design yeah. is in the next wave, and she looks really good. It's definitely a good update. Um, but I, yeah, I would have rather seen, you know, even the white dress to start with. Yeah. Although but, that's like probably going to be a mess of soft goods as well. It <laughs> is. It is. But like you said, I think they were catering to the fanboys in the beginning and just going ahead and getting it out there and ending the questions. You know, it's like Porkins. Everybody wants Porkins. You know, he's coming. Yeah. They're going to put him out sooner than later. I bet just to get it over with. (laughs) Um, And then shortly after that will be Will Rowe hood just to knock out all the, the weird requests. Yeah. And then the damn Jedi librarian. Don't you talk any shit about Plukoon. I'll drive up there and fight you. <laughs> hey, man, I'm saying he's next, next on the list. Plukoon <laughs> is the best thing that ever happened to Star Wars. <laughs> so Star Wars didn't have a whole lot going on, but, well, but still enough material for us to uh, 
to make fun of. Yeah. Well, you know what I did like about Star Wars, though? And this is the biggest, why the hell hasn't this ever happened? Is they're putting out a Nerf lightsaber. Like, how is it taking this long for us to get a Nerf lightsaber? That yeah, that's a good point. For real. Hasbro, yeah, has Nerf had the license for how long now? Yeah, so that'll be great. I'm sure my kids will have that, and I'll have to yell at them to stop beating on one another in the house, but... It's good to have that. And then their other big thing they were pushing was that crazy changing lightsaber where you put it all together and... Well, that's when I first saw build a lightsaber, I thought they meant like what they have down in Disney. Oh god, that's a pain in the ass. I can't but even think awesome. about it. It is I awesome. Mean, it's, my it's kids a, have loved it, but... It's, it's a great concept, but they don't, I mean, they don't stay built. No. Uh, but uh, it's it's a really cool concept, and that's I thought it was just going to be that brought to mass, you know, retail. I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. But then I saw the pictures of it, and I was like, oh, they're just trying to justify the uh, the wacky hilt that we saw in the trailer, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which don't get me wrong, that doesn't need justification. I think it's fucking awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and if you watch that video of that kung fu redneck using a uh, a prop one that he built. It totally makes sense, but uh, yeah, I, I those things are wild, and and this is a huge. I actually, I'm glad we're actually getting a chance to re-record this uh, because we can hit on this a little bit. It's a big deal in the market right now. Uh, the the create a figure, the mix and match mashup figures. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, um, even at the Disney parks, you know, now you have this the. It started with just the build a lightsaber, but now it's moved into this whole build a droid thing, and that's what my well, no, kids loved actually, more than anything. No, no. It started with build a potato head. Right. There was God. We had tears at build a potato head because we couldn't <laughs> find the right pieces. Yes, build a potato head was the beginning, and then the build a lightsaber came along, and yeah, now they've got the droid factory. But even at regular retail. I think what sparked it off was those Marvel mashers. Oh, those are great. They're excellent action figures and, you know, they, they do the mix and match stuff and now Ninja Turtles are doing it. Uh, and this is an idea I had years ago. Once again, somebody's stealing my ideas. <laughs> I feel like they might be Giant Song. Uh, they're doing Mattel is making WWE creator wrestler figures. That's genius. It's it, thank you. I wish I <laughs> I wish I'd pitched it sooner. But yeah, that, you know, it's it's one of those things that's very obvious. And I just you know, I, obviously, who am I to ever pursue that? But probably about ten years ago, when I was in the thick of playing wrestling games, and everybody would come over Wednesday nights, and we all had our created wrestlers. I was like, somebody should do figures where you can do this, and Mattel's doing it. They're they're creator wrestler figures, and they come with different pieces of existing wrestlers like you buy a mr america figure which is this is the first time that mattel is doing mr america which if you remember hulk hogan got fired from wwe at one point but came back under a mask as mr america so they're doing him but he comes with a bunch of extra parts so you can kind of build your own guy so you build up your you know, you get a luchador mask and you get arms with tattoos and you get purple pants and you build a phantom troublemaker. Now granted, you probably have to spend $60 to do it, but uh it's it's a great idea and all of the companies are embracing this kind of mix and match create your own thing now and I think it's really great. Mhm. But uh so that 
wraps up Star Wars in a weird way. <laughs> with Creator Wrestler. Yes, with Creator Wrestlers. Uh, Transformers. I, Josh, I so badly want to spoil your big Transformers reveal, but I'm not going to because this is your portion of the show, man. All right. So well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my pants on and leave this one to you. Well, we'll uh, get into it then. Now, so Transformers, we've got Hasbro focusing on two main lines. One, which is based on the new cartoon show, which is coming out here shortly, and which that's more aimed toward the kids. And we won't talk too much about that one. Uh, but other than to say that I really like what Hasbro is doing in that area. They've really taken steps to simplify the Transformers. Anything that's coming out under this line is going to transform in 10 steps or less. Now, is this the Robots in Disguise stuff? It's the Robots in Disguise. That I, This has already shown up at stores, and I'm really digging what they're doing with the packaging and stuff. Like, it, it's got a very retro feel to it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's got a very animated type of look to it. And they kind of started this trend with the last movie, and they're really going into it full force with these Robots in Disguise figures with a lot more focus on the kids. And then they're, they've got their whole, like, main line, their generations line for adult collectors. So they're, they're really distincting those two separate lines, which is great because – I've got kids that love Transformers just like I do, and it's always hard to buy them some of these more complex ones because I end up doing all the transforming for them. And back in the day, you know, those Transformers were nothing more than like bricks with five points of articulation that took like two steps to transform. Right, right. They're going back to that, which I really, really like and appreciate, and they got some really good stuff coming out there. So if you got kids, that's what you want to look at. If, however, you're an adult like us and you've got a ton of disposable income, well, then you might want to look at the $150 giant-ass Devastator combined yes. that is coming out. And I said yes, but I really mean no because I don't <laughs> want to spend that. But oh my gosh, dude. It, what's so amazing is last time when we recorded about this, I really had not seen pictures in like a scale with like somebody holding it. This thing oh. is even bigger than I thought. Like the individual robots, there's six robots that form into this devastator and each one of those things are almost like a foot tall. And then when you put them all together, like this thing is as big as a small child. <laughs> it's, I cannot believe how big they are. I mean, you're, you're, I guess you're, you're paying for it because it's $150 to get this set, but I mean, you can definitely tell where the money's going. Well, and and that's the thing not is, that. no, like, it's that's not cheap to me. Well, and that's the thing is like, if you look at, look at this massive devastator that, you know, not only is a huge toy, but is five, is it five, five There's robots, six, six, six robots. robots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not only is it a massive toy. It's also six individual robots that transform. There's so much play value there, and you're still getting this thing for cheaper than you would like a Hot Toys Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, and it's, I mean, and that's pretty much what it costs. Like the these scale figures go for about twenty five bucks nowadays. So I mean, you're, you're looking at pretty much paying what you would buy them for individually. And actually, they're kind of they're a little bit bigger than the size scale that sell for about that twenty five dollar price point nowadays. And they have a wonderful aesthetic to them. Like they, they look like a modernized version of the Devastator we had when we were kids. Yes. It, it is really amazing how much they really kept that same aesthetic and made them modern toys. It, you look at them and you look like, well, these look like, you know, giant sized versions of those little, 
because you know the the combiners back in the day they weren't that big at all they were very pretty small going well, together they were some of the least impressive transformers but mm-hmm. you put them together into a big robot and they were yes. awesome this is six awesome toys that build one giant awesome toy yeah um, and I, I, and I want to mention. Well, wait. I'll wait until you get into the combiner stuff because there's a, there's another thing I learned since our last recording. But keep on with Devastator. Okay. Um, and yeah, like, like I said, there's there's the aesthetic is very reminiscent of the original G1 stuff, but with all the articulation and bits and pieces and moving parts that you would expect uh, for modern toys. And they've all got uh, like ball and swivel joints, and uh, the transformations look great. Like even the vehicles themselves. Like a lot of times when you expect to have a combiner, like you got to give up a lot of uh, like a you almost like a regular robot would look because you got to build in something for like for it to turn into an arm or a leg. But they're really getting good at hiding those uh, bits and pieces inside these robots. And uh, I think you can really see here in this engineering for, for Devastator. So I'm very, very impressed with that. Um, they've really been learning a lot. The, the whole deal this year is their combiner wars. So every single release in these lines are going to be part of some sort of combiner team. And so we've we've already had the the airplane one, which is Superion, that came out, and then the uh, stunt car one, which is Minosaur. And they announced here that they're also going to be coming out with uh, Defensor, which is a uh, Autobot team of like uh, police and rescue vehicles. So we've got um, there's going to be five of them, and there's like a, a fire engine, a police car, a SWAT team car, um, an ambulance, and they all combine into this big defense star figure. And uh, that's, that's actually what I wanted to comment on. Since we recorded last time, I saw a really good picture of Red Alert, mm-hmm. the the uh, the fire truck, and it looks fantastic, like by itself. Yes. I mean, this isn't even Defensor. This is just Red Alert by itself. Looks amazing. A great looking toy. Yeah. Um, like I said, they've really, they, they kind of tested the waters, uh, last, uh, not, not last year, but the year before where they came out with a, this new, um, combiner and it really kind of didn't look very well. He had big monkey arms because they didn't get the length of the arms right and they were as long as the feet and so his arms were like dragging on the ground and people complained about it and they said, well, we're going to do better. And certainly they, they've really gone and, and done all they could because these things are great individual robots and then they look fantastic when they're combined. Nothing seems to be have been sacrificed in this and it's amazing that they can do that. Well, and what's funny is in keeping the theme of the, the mix and match stuff we were talking about before, not only um, is there a Mashers line with Transformers, they don't transform, but they're the mix and match figures, but these combiners mix and match as well, right? That's right. Each of the limbs can be either used as an arm or a leg, so you can change them up. And, of course, they're all interchangeable with each other. So you're like, oh, I like this plane from uh, this Autobot robot, and I want them to go with my fire truck and then the stunt car. You put them all together, and they still fit. Uh, and you can have this crazy, you know, very odd, giant transformer put together of various parts, but they're all made to interchange with each other. And that's well, really and that's- cool, too. That's cool for two reasons. One, just the interchangeability is very cool. The fact that they're all compatible. But two, you know, all of us being toy guys that, that collect and have to deal with, with distribution and whatever else, that means that even if you can't find the certain guy's arm, 
you can use something else. Correct. Like you can, you can, there's a fix. You can still build your giant robot, even if you can't find the exact right pieces at the time. Yeah, I think that's very, very cool. Cause yeah. back in the day, you know, it didn't work like that. No, not at all. Um, I think Devastator was sold all as a box set. Yes. If I remember correctly, but then, uh, the, the Protectabots and the Stunticons and whatnot, I think those were sold separately. They might have had box set releases, but I think you had to buy those separately. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were all done separately back in the day. So and if you couldn't find the right thing, you, were out you of luck. couldn't build your giant <laughs> robot. And, yeah. and they've, they've amended that, and I think that's very cool. Yeah, um, th- that's what we really appreciated because a lot of times you, you, again, like back in the day, you wouldn't have that. And, and now they, they kind of made a curious decision where they were splitting up the waves and like you couldn't get all the pieces of one uh, combiner together and then the first two waves. Uh, and they're, they're, uh, they've rectified that for this one. So all the protective bot is coming in the same wave. So you don't have to sit there and wait and try to track something down six months later if, or even not being able to find it if stores in your area don't get the new wave, which is always a right. problem. But, but at least you can fit something else onto it to complete your robot, which is, which is very nice of them. And uh, it just shows a good foresight in their ha- on behalf. Yeah. I, th- I think they're working hard to make these things a, a little more playable than they've been in recent years. Yeah. Uh, um, to, to round off Transformers, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about my favorite one that is coming out, and that is the leader class, uh, not quite as big as Devastator, but pretty big, um, Ultra Magnus, who is my favorite oh, Transformer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, back in the G1 days, he was basically Optimus Prime with some armor put on him. But uh, here he is a fully transformable set of the armor around him, and he's got this little figure that goes in, that kind of pilots the armor, which is a reference to the comic book series that uh, is currently coming out from IDW, which is one of my favorite comic books coming out right now. And the fact that they are using the comic book as a basis for this figure just drives me into all sorts of geekasm of ecstasy here because oh, I'm getting my favorite character and my favorite version of him and they're paying such a great detailed attention to the uh, version that I love from the comics and I cannot wait to get my hands on him. He looks amazing. Well, I'm, I'm actually excited about that one too because I, I very badly want that masterpiece Ultra Magnus, but I am also not spending 200 bucks on yep. it. Mm-hmm. And this one looks like the first picture I saw of this one, I thought it was the masterpiece one. And then I realized, oh no, this is a different toy, but a, a, a little bit of information that I didn't know last time I recorded that I do know now. This was oh, yeah. actually designed by the same guy that did the masterpiece. They say to him, like, we'd like what you did with the masterpiece. We would like you to do a more oh. mass market retail version. And this is what he came up with. Well, it, it, it's, you can you can tell that you know knowing that now it totally makes sense because the articulation I mean Ultra Magnus when I was a kid Ultra Magnus was basically a statue yeah like his his arms moved and that was really about all you got out of him this is an action figure I mean it's articulated it's a toy you can play with it you can pose it it really looks great yeah and it was very excited. The fact that um, he comes with this little pilot robot and the robot has a little Fu Manchu mustache. It's just perfect. <laughs> well, awesome. At, um, I'm, uh, for, the, for the first time in a few years, I'm, I'm excited about things. I'm not saying I'm going to spend any money, but I'm excited about things I'm seeing coming from Transformers. I, th- I think they're really – Hasbro's doing some cool stuff. 
And uh, thanks for coming on and covering. Are you going to stick around for the rest of the stuff? Sure, I'll stick around for a bit. Very cool. Uh, then it's time for something that's near and dear to each and every one of us, and that's Hasbro's Marvel Legends. Uh, Lots of them. Yeah. Get my your wallets ready. R- Ryan and Jay, do you guys want to kind of go over what we saw? Sure, Ryan, go for it. All right. Um, yeah, Hasbro came out with an insane amount of Marvel Legends, um, especially on the heels of the first wave of Avengers just came out. Um, I'm, and I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. They're all in stores. Uh, Hawkeye is everywhere. Which yeah, is- it's insane. All right, look, you, we, you and I both. Well, you pre-ordered them, right? I did. I pre-ordered from Toys R Us. I. I got them online as quickly as I could. I got them from Amazon and uh, a couple other places, I think. But as soon as I found them online for a within twenty dollar, you know, price range, I got them. Uh, and, and I think all of us were sort of concerned, like, how hard are these going to be to find? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be? Because after seeing all the Spider-Man and Captain America ones just sitting on pegs forever, I think we were all a little bit concerned about how these were going to be and on the in the very same weekend ryan you and i both saw them at toys r us and target full sets of the waves no problem both of the women captain marvel and scarlet witch just on the pegs i i was shocked the first time i saw a full set yeah i saw a full set as recently as a week ago so they're still uh, coming out in waves and uh you know filling in at other stores yep I mean, I'm glad to see that. Yeah, I'm glad to see distribution on these has gotten a little better. Um, So what we've seen, yeah, tons of stuff. So we'll start Spider-Man. They the first one they had was the second wave of the Spider-Man Legends. Um, They are. Let's see where are they? Here we go. Okay, so we got a Scarlet Spider, which they just keep putting out damn Clone Wars figures and. I don't know who wants these. I mean, I know. I don't mind the Clone Saga that much, but seriously, nobody wants that. I think Scarlet Spider is just – I like that design. Yeah, but you've had it. That's what surprises me. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Why put him out again? But, you know, okay. Um, Craven the Hunter, which looks amazing. A Um, A needed and excellent update. Yeah, looks amazing. Um, Misty Knight, who looks great. Yeah, she looks really good. Um, and what a surprise. Who would ever have picked her for, for not only getting a figure, but getting a figure with a, a decent amount of new tooling? Absolutely. Yeah, she's a lot of new tooling. Um, and then if hosting, if they put out Colleen Wing, you'll have all of the heroes for hire, which I'm kind yeah. of hoping for. Um, White Tiger, who looks good. I'm not surprised she plays a big role on, um, Spider-Man on the cartoon. Um, Superior Venom, I, I think it's interesting they keep putting out toys from the Superior book. Um, I really enjoyed the Superior Spider-Man book, but, you know, it's over. Um, so I'm surprised we're kind of seeing those, but it looks good. Uh, and then an update on Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider always sells, so it's not really surprising. Well, and, and it's and- funny because if, you, if you'd asked me, I wouldn't have said I needed a new Ghost Rider. But yeah, I've already got two or three of them, I think. But this one looks really good. Yeah, the flame effects on his head are excellent. Yes. Um, and then, you know, I, I still think it's up in the air about this, uh, well, the suit body. There's a suit body that comes with a <laughs> Jane Jonah Jameson head, a hammerhead fit head, and a chameleon head. 
Um, and so different sites have reported differently about if this figure is in the wave or not. Some yeah, say, I still haven't seen a, a clear thing. Yeah, I've, they showed pictures of him and, but then it wasn't in the official press release, but then they came back later and said, yes, he is. So I, I'm interested to see if he actually does come out in this wave. Um, and then the build a figure for that wave is an excellent rhino. Um, two heads, you've got the mask on and then a screaming mask off head. Uh, and rhino really needed an update. You know, he was in the original wave one of Marvel Legends. Um, and he was actually a carryover from another wave. He doesn't have a lot of articulation. And then he came out again in Spider-Man wave four, I think, but he had a lot of like weird, like bolts on him and stuff. Like it was more of a mechanical suit almost. And it's not a great yeah. figure. Um, but this Rhino looks just great. Um, Let me ask you guys, are, are you going to display him with a uh, regular head or with crazy head? Oh, crazy, crazy head. screaming, yeah. uh, screaming head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Rhino doesn't wear a eye mask. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, and then we got our Avengers wave two. Uh, well, and this is the confusing thing. I think, Hasbro needs to figure out. They keep changing the name of this line. Yeah. So now it's Marvel Infinite of Series Legends, I think. I don't think they're um, even using Legends anymore. I, I, the listings I've seen are Avengers Infinite, Marvel Avengers Infinite something. Yeah, and it's playing Havoc on Amazon. Well, if okay. If you search Marvel Legends on Toys R Us, they come up right. Right. But on Amazon, it's all over the place. I might have reserved an a Mark Forty Three Iron Man, or I might have reserved a Build a Figure leg. The leg, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I looked at that one too, and I was like, I don't know about this. Well, I went ahead and did it just to find out what happens with the listing, like because of course with Amazon you can cancel it right up to the day before, and and you're fine. So I just want to find out what happens with it because it is from Amazon. It's not from a third party seller. So at some point, I would assume they'll get their shit together and list it properly, but we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. And I'm actually not pre-ordering this wave. Uh, after seeing the availability of this last one, I think I'm going to play my chances and see what happens. If uh, that's what I'm doing is just kind of wait and see, you know, how good the distribution is and, uh, some of those, uh, Spider-Man lines and the Captain America lines, you know, they were kind of hard to find at first, but they ended up, um, being on a ton on on Amazon for cheap. Yeah, you just yeah. have to keep an eye on it because it it fluctuates crazy. Like a figure will go from forty bucks to ten, well, back to forty pretty bo- quick. Boomerang over over the holidays, Boomerang went from seven dollars to twenty five dollars several times. Yeah, yeah, I I got him for seven one of those times. Yep, yep. Um, so Avengers the second wave. Well, let's see. Yes. All right. So wave two of this one is going to be a Marvel Now Doctor Strange, which is in his modern oh, costume. Yeah. Which looks great. And he comes – he does. And he comes with the new, I guess, magic effects, if you want to call them that, that yeah. came with Scarlet Witch. They're a great accessory. They look great with Scarlet Witch. They're going to look just as good with him. And they stay put. Uh, like the little clips do. on them, like they don't they don't fall. You know, they, they stay where you position them. They look they, – yeah. they really work well. Yeah. yeah and he's I the one I'm most like, excited about. And what's nice about it is they've got the two 
different sections that fit on either the wrist or the forearm. And so you have some kind of options on where to place them on him and on Scarlet Witch too, which I think is nice. Well, I think really, cause the, the, uh, the little tiny ones that you use for Scarlet Witch's wrists, those aren't going to fit on Doctor Strange. I think it was just forward engineered. They knew they were going to reuse them. That's why they've got the larger ones for his wrists. Cause his right. wrists will be a lot bigger than hers. That's true. That would make sense. Um, who else do we have? We have Valkyrie and an up her new updated costume. I, I don't understand why they're putting Valkyrie out again when she was just in the two pack. Yeah. Less than two years ago. I mean, she's a good looking figure. Valkyrie, I can't think of what, I don't know if she's in any book, in any books right now. Um, I imagine she'll be in A-Force, but. Well, it's so, weird you know. that they're doing her, but not the female Thor. Right. Which I understand the lead time on action figure production, but you'd think there'd be a way they could kind of rig that. But I don't know. Maybe they'll do a really nice, you know, 80% new tool female Thor. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Blizzard. uh, You know, Blizzard is what they're calling one of the lost legends. We've seen this Blizzard figure for over two years now. Uh, He's one of those ones they kept putting in the case, and then he doesn't come out. He looks fine. He's you know, he's blizzard. It's a basic body with a repaint. Um, Lots of dudes with, with zigzaggy lines in, in yeah. these coming waves. Blizzard and Tiger Shark and uh, what else? There's one more that's a zigzaggy guy. It's almost like they're trying to build up a, a zigzaggy faction. <laughs> it's a little club. <laughs> um, a new vision, which is the shiny vision, which I'm pretty sure is from the Avengers AI series, which has already been canceled. But I mean, it's a, it's a decent looking vision. Uh, he needed an update. Uh, War Machine, who is, I, I'm pretty sure 90% that that's Movie War Machine. Yeah, it's Movie War Machine. What's interesting about Vision, back when we first recorded this, we had not yet seen a good picture of Movie Vision. And I wasn't sure if one of the visions that we saw was supposed to be a Movie Vision. But clearly it's not. Because now that no. we've seen the second trailer with Vision at the end, spoiler alert, uh... <laughs> Obviously, movie vision is is going to require a hundred percent new sculpt because he's wow. Yeah. It Just looks wow. good. Yeah, he looks really good. Yeah, and then to finish off, well, and then you have uh, Thundra, who Thundra they've kind of talked about coming out for a while now. She's another one that they've kind of hinted at coming, so I think she she kind of filled in there. And then the Marvel now Iron Man, which is the black and gold, who looks really good. Um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't put Superior Iron Man in there because I know that's been in the plans for a while. Because but... who doesn't love a head sock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then what's the best part of this wave is the build-a-figure is the movie Hulkbuster Iron Man. Yes, uh, yes, and that's, he's a, that looks impressive. Yeah, he's a huge. Yep, he's a nine-inch build-a-figure. You know, obviously this isn't like you know the Fing Fang Foom build-a-figure, which is a giant toy. But I'm glad to see we're going back to build-a-figures being toys that they're not going to fit into a regular wave, right? Just because they're right. too big. Um, so that's the. Uh, Wave three. Well, I guess that is technically wave three of the Avengers line. Um, and then they showed the Ant Man line, which is kind of a mess. Uh, yeah, the Ant- mishmash of a little bit of everything. Here's a bunch yeah. of crap. Let's call it Ant Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they had to figure out how to get the movie version of Ant Man out without throwing him in the Avengers line, but so you get 
Ant-Man with the movie, and he does come with a smaller version of himself, uh, a wasp that looks good. But the question with that wasp is she's wearing the same costume of the previous wasp yeah, that we like got. looks almost identical to the old wasp from a few years ago. And, and the old wasp isn't so bad that I feel like she's a needed update. No, not at all. Um and then the same thing, we got another giant man who's in his current costume, uh, which is fine, but my thing with the giant man, he's a very plain figure. You know, he's a, he's a repaint. Yeah. If I'm gonna do giant man, I want the bigger giant man. If you're gonna yeah. do it, go ahead and do it. Um, Grim Reaper, who looks great. Uh, the best thing about this Grim Reaper is it's a new buck. Uh, it's a medium sized buck that they're going to be able to use a lot more and they needed that because they've got the buck they've been using for Century and Thor and everybody that's a bigger body that just doesn't fit with a lot of fear. So I'm really happy about that Grim Reaper. Uh, Bulldozer, who we needed to finish off. Yes. Um, the Wreckers. We'll actually, awesome. we'll actually Finally. have a full team, I think possibly for the first time ever. It only took two years uh, to put them all together. <laughs> yeah, golly, he's a At great. Least. He's a great looking toy, but yeah, it's taken them forever to finish them. Um, and then finishing off another zigzag figure is old Tiger Shark. He's one we've seen for a long time. Uh, you know, nice. He's a good uh, articulation on. He's got the double jointed arms and elbows, which you know they kind of go back and forth with those still. Uh, but he looks great. And then the build-up figure for that is the movie Ultron, which I think is a really weird choice. Like, why? I, I don't understand yeah, why. Why is he coming out under there. the Ant-Man right. uh, banner versus the Avengers? I, yeah. I think he's a little extra insurance on that wave, honestly, because mm-hmm. that's – you. Uh, for me, I'm a guy that collects very – you know, I, I pick and choose Marvel Legends – but I've been buying at least one of every character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, you know, so for me, I have to have a movie Ultron. So as a result, I'm going to end up buying that whole Ant-Man wave. Well, we can wheel and deal because I do not collect any movie figures. Which a, lot this, a lot of this has, like, really messed me up because before, you know, at least – the movie were coming out in full waves. Like Guardians of the Galaxy was just a wave of Guardians toys with like yeah, one like with Nova thrown in. Yeah. Um, well, but Nova made hand. sense. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I guess that's the way. I mean, I do, we talked about this before, but I kind of hope that's a hint. I still believe that Hank Pym and Ant-Man is going to have something to do with Ultron. I don't think so. I that, think they, they, they talked about it so much now that it's, it's well, pretty much definite. And it's that new trailer pretty much eradicated that. Yeah. Oh, Tony, I don't think so. Tony straight up says, I, well, yeah, that's, it's not to say that Tony didn't use some kind of Pym technology. Well, and when you read, the I think we might have talked about this on the uh, TV one too, though. But when you read the official press release for Avengers two, it words it that Tony Stark dusted off an old project. Oh, like it's, really? Yeah, it says it in there. And then the other big hint is that they are very clear and have said it again and again. Ant Man is a Phase Two Marvel movie. He has to do with this phase which is the ultron phase right, right. i think something's going to be hinted in there and i think it might just be that 
you know, PEM started to do something with AI or I don't know what it's going to be, but I, something, something ties in, I think. I don't think it's going to be a huge thing, but something's there. Well, it could be a huge thing though. Cause I mean, think about the way that Marvel has built this universe and, and all of the, you know, a lot of the surprises we've seen and, and the twists we've seen. I mean, they, they're, they're smart. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wave two, we saw the final versions of all of wave two of the Avengers lines, which is the Captain America, Hulk, and who's the Mark third? 40, Mark 43 the Iron Mark Man. 43 Iron Man. That I may and or may not the- have pre-ordered. <laughs> it, that Captain America, I still think does not look great. There's just something off with it. I think in person he's going to look good because the the move the new movie suit looks great. I love the combination of the Winter Soldier suit and the traditional cap suit. And I think in person that figure is going to end up looking really good. Um, who else? Uh, Spider Woman. We get an update of Spider Woman. She really needed an update. The original Spider Woman figure, her, whatever you want to call them, her armpit wings, uh, the plastic on them disintegrated over time and oh. got, got really brittle and breaks. Um, and so this new figure comes with a set that's removable. Uh, so that'll be good to have. Well, it comes Hellcat. with two, doesn't it? Doesn't it yeah. come with uh, one set to plug in for her arms being out and one for them being down. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good, I, I'm glad they're doing an update on her Hellcat who I really like Hellcat. Um, I wish she came with a unmasked head, but you know, it's, you, you can't always get what you want with Hasbro. What are they calling her? Are they calling her Patsy Walker? It's Hellcat. What? They're- really? Yeah, apparently they're going to say Hellcat on the package, which I'm surprised. <laughs> Although on the Avengers packaging on the front, they seem to – and I don't know why they do this. It doesn't have the name of the figure on the package if you look at it. It will say like Avenging Allies and like oh, two yeah, figures. Oh, yeah, have like a description. Well, that's, that's how they're du- double packing. Like, right, that's for the double packs, thing. but I don't think I don't think Hellcat and Spider-Woman are double packs though. I think – well, no, even on this last wave, uh, like, uh, Scarlet Witch and Ca- uh, Captain Marvel don't say their names on the package. Oh, it that's says, right. uh, Maidens, Maidens of, of Might. Might. Yeah, and Sentry yeah. and Hawkeye have avenging allies. That's and- right. That's right. Cause they're not, they're not alternates. They're, you have to buy them all. That's a good point. That's, yep. a, that's an interesting way around some more questionable names. Right. And then the build-up figure for that wave is the modern Thanos. That one's kind of surprising that they're not doing the movie Thanos yet. And they might be just holding that back to when we finally get to Infinity War and all that. Um, yeah, but I'm Thanos sure they're holding that until then. Yeah, Thanos has been a huge missing part of Marvel Legends, so it's great that he's finally coming out. I wish he had the Infinity Gauntlet with him, um, but you get what you can. And then the other thing that they announced as far as the Marvel Legends was a couple of exclusives. Uh, the first is an Amazon.com Age of Ultron four-pack, which is Thor in the kind of golden costume, uh, a Bruce Banner in a suit that looks really great. Which is a must-have if you're a movie guy. Yep. Um, the Hawkeye, which I'm kind of surprised he's not – in the new movie costume that has yeah. the the skirt piece, and then a new Black Widow, um, and 
the Black Widow actually makes more sense now than from last time when we talked about this because if you look at it, she's got the blue – the energy piping that yeah. we saw in the trailer and she yeah. comes with those new – the sticks, the kind of mockingbird sticks. Yeah. Um, so that's good that I know before everybody kind of thought, oh, it's another Black Widow, but it, there seems to be a reason for the update. So yeah, it's an updated version of it with the newer costume. Right. And then the other exclusive pack that's coming out is another Target 3 pack, which is uh, a White Vision from West Coast Avengers, a classic Ultron, which I really want because I haven't liked all the Ultrons they've put out so far. The legendary riders from Wave way back, like Wave 5 when it was still Toy Biz. He's kind of the closest I think we've got to a good like Kirby Ultron, but this one looks really great. And then a Doc Green Hulk, which is where he's smart now because of extremist technology. And, uh, you know, you could take it or leave it. It's all right. Um, I'm kind of curious how Target will handle these because the three-pack they just came out with, with the Radioactive Man and uh, Miss Marvel and Captain America, it has not done very well. Well, uh, see, I don't know that that's true because I never – around here – I saw it on clearance once, but it was like 30 bucks. It wasn't the bottom of the barrel clearance. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of them because I've got, well, they closed one target, but, but while that was still out, I had three different targets kind of in my circuit and they had four, four or six of them at each target. And I only ever saw one on clearance at 30 bucks and I never saw them at the, at the, cause I think they went down to like 12 or something at one point. I never saw that. So I don't know that they did do that poorly. Um, I mean, it's a great pack if you don't have it. Like, that Miss Marvel is a great figure. Um, Radioactive Man, totally have to have it to finish the Thunderbolts. Um, so I hope they keep doing these, but we'll see. Um, and then one of the things I was really surprised about Hasbro is at San Diego last year, they announced that there was going to be a comic version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And oh yeah, they, they didn't show that. They did not show it at all. Um, and so I'm kind of worried that it's been canceled. Man, I hope not because I, yeah. I was excited about that one. Yeah, yeah with well, those characters though, I think it's still popular enough. I think it's going to come out. Uh, you know, maybe it's just later in the year. I mean, they, obviously they had so much product to show that you know maybe they're they're hanging on to it and it wasn't quite ready to to show off. So maybe we'll see it at uh, Comic Con or something later in the year. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's kind of a difficult pack just because we've recently got a comic Drax. We got a comic Rocket Raccoon build a figure. Yeah. Uh, Star Lord came out in the San Diego box set last year. Um, it's so really, it's the Groot everybody needs. So hopefully we'll get that. Um, but yeah, Hasbro, they just put out a lot. Yeah, they and really like did. we said before, I mean, this is only their announcements for the first half of the year. At San Diego, we're going to get a whole nother rest of the year wave um and i know people had said they saw in walgreens uh walgreens announced they're going to get more exclusives like they did with agent venom so we should see more of those too yeah it was it was a big year for certain sections of of marvel certainly for marvel legends which which you know on the one hand made me happy but on the other hand it's going to get expensive yeah uh but now we've got another segment of Mar- Marvel to take a look at. Uh, Dan Wilson couldn't join us for the re-recording, but he was kind enough to send in his own segment covering the Marvel Universe stuff. So now we are going to let Dan 
take it away and look at the smaller scale figures. Ghastly greetings, groovy ghoulies, and all of my friends here at the Needless Things podcast. This is the Reverend Dan Wilson, the maniacal minister of the occult, the devil you know, and the host of the Midnight Black Mass radio show, which you can find exclusively at both the Potty Humor Network at youtube.com slash potty humor, as well as the Beyond Ringside Radio Network, our streaming affiliate over at beyondringside.com. It's pro wrestling radio. I am a pro wrestling personality for the last 16 years. A manager, an announcer, a promoter, a booker, done a lot of things in the world of professional wrestling, but I am also known on the side as a bit of a nerd. And this is my, I believe, my second actual appearance on the podcast. Um, I've been scheduled to do one of these just about every year for like the last three or four years. And uh, our technology just seems to to not want to work out or not want to cooperate. So here I am on yet another call-in edition. I believe my mystical mojo and Skype just do not get along. They're uh, not quaint bedfellows. But I am covering the Marvel Infinite, now as it's called, line of three and three-quarter inch action figures. Um, of course, Marvel had a lot of different releases at Toy Fair with the upcoming Ant-Man movie and several affiliated Marvel Legends figures that are going alongside that. And I'm sure my friends here on the podcast have talked plenty about that. But focusing specifically on the Infinite figures, those are a a class that I do collect still, uh, albeit on a limited basis. I'm always on the eye for what's coming out. A lot of complaints on this line that they have been uh, less articulate than their previous Marvel Universe counterparts. And that, uh, sometimes the character selection is not great, but I gotta say I'm pretty impressed with what Marvel has come out with this year with Hasbro on the infinite line. Uh, at least from the surface, I think the ant man riding on a flying ant is incredible. I think that looks great. I think that, um, the Avengers multi-pack looks like that they're selling here as a Toys R Us exclusive, possibly. Um, true infinite series two pack. It is Captain America, Black Widow, Iron Man, and Nick Fury, all from their various movie costumes. Not the worst figure, but certainly wasn't my favorite, or not the worst set of figures, but wasn't my favorite out of the bunch. Uh, The Scarlet Spider, very cool costume, cool incarnation of him that they're costuming there, but they have done several incarnations of the Scarlet Spider, so I could see some of the criticisms there. My favorite of the set is longtime Spider-Man nemesis, the Chameleon. I really love the sculpt on this, the mask, the suit, the whole nine yards. Uh, I think they did a great job with that one, actually, and that one's definitely going to get added to the collection. Also, the Deadpool X-Men variant costume with the blue and gold I really liked. Uh, Deadpool is incredibly overexposed these days, like uh, uh, Wolverine in years prior, but... I think that, you know, it still to the people that love the character, there are unique moments in the character's history that people appreciate and want commemorated. And the time that, of course, he tried to become a full-fledged X-Man and don the blue and gold costume is one of those. So I, I really like that. The Emma Frost figure got a, a few complaints with that one because it's actually, I love the costume selection. I love the figure in terms of the character that they're representing there, and it's one I need to add to my collection, but I don't... I I agree with the the people who say the lack of articulation is possibly hurting the line, 
because you can definitely see it in the pictures for the Emma Frost figure. The next figure on tap is Korg. What Marvel finally made an action figure of the expensive keyboard brand? No, 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 silly. It's a, it's a rock man who was part of the Planet Hulk storyline, if you're a fan of Marvel. Uh, and uh, actually a very cool looking figure. So uh, another one of my favorites from the set. And then capping it off, we have a solid gold Ultron. Uh, not the first Ultron by a long shot to be released, but of course with the Age of Ultron movie, lots of cool variants possibly out there of Ultron that you could do, and in this case they did. I, I dig the solid gold. It does kind of lack the articulation in the body in particular, but I really like the head. I like the idea behind it. Um, one of those I think that probably look better in the package than on the shelf, but it still is one that I think I want to get. So, um, not as many offerings as years past, but certainly a, a nice selection. Uh, it looks like also Marvel released their superhero masher set uh, that continues to be popular with uh, some more additions to that. Looks like they're going to get a Winter Soldier and a Rocket Raccoon in addition to Carnage, Daredevil, and some more. Uh, also, the Spider-Man Legends um, that I'm sure was, were talked about also earlier, a, a very specific line of Marvel Legends to the Spider-Verse to try and capitalize on the popularity of what's going on there. So that's all. Glad I was able to finally join the show. Glad I was able to finally get here, even if it's in a post-production format. I appreciate Phantom Troublemaker and all of the other gentlemen from the Needless Things podcast for having the Reverend on board this week. Thank you for having me on the show once again. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming on Needless Things. This has been The Rev. Follow me on Twitter, at Dragon's Rejects, and I'll see you in hell. Awesome. I want to thank Reverend Dan Wilson for putting that together for us. Uh, even though he couldn't be here tonight, I'm glad he was able to be part of the show. Now it is time to carry on with everybody that is here live. And we're going to talk about Naka, who had some really cool stuff, but it was, it was almost a little muddled this year because they had a few things from a few different ranges, but, but I, I didn't think they had any one category that was overly impressive this year uh the the big things for me one the power loader is finally coming even though we've been looking at it for about a year now uh we finally have a date it's coming out this summer uh it's available for pre-order and they had the ellen ripley figure displayed in it how, how do you feel jay what, what do you feel looking at this thing I thought it was really impressive. Uh, I'm kind of, I've been kind of picking and choosing, um, what figures of, of these lines I've, I've been picking up. So I've just got a, a few of them, but, uh, that, that figure, uh, it's great that they, they have her likeness. And, uh, as soon as, you know, we, we heard that, that they had her likeness, you knew this was coming. Um, so I, I, I thought it looked super impressive. I, I picked up the queen because I had a Toys R Us gift card. And I, I just, even though I had the McFarlane Queen already, and it's a nice figure, this Naka one is is it blows it away. Uh, it's one of the most incredible toys I've ever bought. But the bad part of it is now that I have the Queen, I have to now buy you the have power to loader. get the power loader <laughs> right because I mean uh, the getting the Ripley figure is a no brainer. I mean that's uh, to to have Sigourney Weaver in in kind of the original 
female badass role. I, I've got to have a figure of that. Uh, in, in this, in, in an odd way, it's kind of a parallel with the dancing Groot. Like I bought one of the dancing Groots, not because, not even because it's a, it's a great toy, but just because of its cultural significance. Like dancing Groot is everybody on the planet that saw guardians of the galaxy. When little baby Groot started dancing, we all felt good. We were all happy. We all loved it. We all thought it was great. And I think a, as a whole, everybody wanted a toy of it. And, and the execution of the toy maybe is, is a little questionable, but I'm just happy to have it just cause like nobody looked at that little dancing baby Groot and wasn't happy. Like nobody looked at that and was cynical and was like, that oh, doesn't look very good or had any negative thoughts at all for, for a second dancing to that Jackson five song. Like that made everybody on the planet happy. And I think that's cool. And I think in the same way, having a Sigourney Weaver figure of, of Ellen Ripley, who is, you know, p- probably the most iconic lead female badass in history. Like that, that's significant to me. And it doesn't hurt that it's uh, a, a great looking figure too. So it makes it yeah. that much easier to, to pick up. Yeah. They've actually, they, they've shown three different Ripley's now and they all look fantastic. Um, the ones from the original Alien are using the same face sculpt with with different hair stuff going on, but uh, the one from Aliens is, is a slightly different face sculpt, and uh, they, they all look really good. And NECA has been making great strides. I, Jay, I don't know if you've picked up any of their human figures they've been doing, but they've really made great strides in articulation and in combining aesthetics with good articulation. The Bishop figure is just outstanding. It's been a while since I picked up a figure. It was when, uh, I think it was, uh, the Arnold Predator toys was the last, uh, couple figures that I picked up. Yeah. And those Arnolds were, were excellent. Matter of fact, I got my figure of the year for 2013. Um, the, the jungle extraction Dutch. Yeah. No, it, it looks great. Um, articulation's great. The likeness is great. Um, I, I was really, really happy with it. Well, and that's why it's okay for Naka to have, uh, a lower key year is because they do, they're continually making strides in, in their action figure creation. Uh, the two big things I was really excited about where they showed, you know, they've done these ultimate figures of Freddy Krueger, which is great articulation, lots of accessories. And then they did, they've got an ultimate leather face on the way, uh, with a couple of different heads and, uh, tons of accessories, tons of articulation. And they showed ultimate, an ultimate T-800 Terminator, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger likeness. And this, this was a surprise, a freaking ultimate John Matrix figure from Commando, which looks incredible and is something that I, I can't say I ever really expected to see, you know, to, to go back, you know, obviously anything Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger has a certain amount of, of value to it. But uh, to go back to Commando, you know, I can only hope we'll see a raw deal figure now. Um, but running a nice running man uh figure okay here's i wrote an article on needless things which if you want to check out needless things site.com uh five days a week articles on toys movies music uh all kinds of dorkery the kind of stuff we talk about here uh i wrote an article back when reaction was first announced about licenses that we'd like to see as reaction figures and Running Man was in that article. 
I, I yeah, said we they, needed. They, there's a lot of figures there that they could do. Yeah, that yeah, would definitely you, be a good you one. You could do all the stalkers because I actually watched Running Man the other night again, and first of all, it holds up. Uh, not not necessarily in a like you could release it now way, but it's a really fun movie. Like it's still entertaining. The pacing is still great, uh, and it certainly is is somewhat reflective of of media nowadays. But yeah, you could do all the stalkers. You could do Arnold. I absolutely want a Richard Dawson action figure. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, Running Man in the reaction range would be great. Uh, I'd love to see you know. Well, I don't know, honestly. I might be more inclined to buy those as reaction figures than I would as six-inch scale figures. Yeah, I think I would, just because I, it would be easier to justify picking up all of them. Yeah, uh, It's been a long do... time since I've watched the movie. I, uh... Well, Dynamo and Buzzsaw both have their vehicles. Like, Buzzsaw's motorcycle and Dynamo's got his electric car. Like, so I, you know, if they do get to the point where they're doing vehicles, that, that would be a no-brainer. It just, I, I think Running Man works better as a reaction license, if it happens ever. Uh, but yeah, NACA really, they, they announced, I don't even know that this was at Toy Fair, this might have been after Toy Fair, but they are doing an Ultimate Sarah Connor figure, which is very cool. Uh, I, I'll be happy to have, you know, Linda Hamilton's look from Terminator 2. Now the only thing that I feel I need is, is Sarah Connor Chronicles figures, so we can have, uh, great, uh, Shirley Manson figure. That's that's really all I want. If I can have a Shirley Manson figure, I'll just stop. <laughs> that's not true at all. Uh, but yeah, that was about it from Naka. They they didn't uh, have for me. I really liked uh, uh, the Predator based on the uh, Dark Horse uh, comic book. Oh, you're right. You're right. I totally glossed over all that. Yeah, yeah. I was a huge, huge fan of that comic um, when it first came out. Uh, I remember uh, you know picking it up monthly as it was coming out. And, um, uh, so, so to have a figure based on that, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's a good save, Jay. Cause I totally fucked that up. Cause that was <laughs> one, one of the more, <laughs> one of the more impressive things that Naka had was the extension of their video game and comic book, uh, repaints, which they, they had, uh, video game, which are, they're shipping now the video game Rambo and Rocky figures, which look great. Uh, but they showed a video game Godzilla, uh, the city hunter, Predator from the Predator 2 video game, um, and then the Dark Horse Comics Anniversary Predator. And this, this is a really cool line because for NACA, it's a moneymaker because they actually charge more for these figures, but they're, they're mostly just repaints of existing figures. Uh, incredible repaints. I, I love the, the, like almost garish tones of them and the way they adapt, like the, the Godzilla. The pixels on the Godzilla look amazing. It's it's a really wild, almost uh, almost an artistic line of figures. Definitely, like like and I like how they're kind of cro- crossing over. Um, you know, because they, they made the the Batman uh, the nineteen eighty nine Michael Keaton Batman one for the video game. Yeah, and they were able to kind of sneak that out along with the uh, release of the uh, uh, Blu Ray. So oh, you got the regular version and then the uh, video game version. Which, by the way, if any of the listeners are looking for that uh, movie Batman, it, it was a Toys R Us exclusive, but I went in and it seemed to be very limited, but I stopped by my local Toys R Us yesterday and they had about 12 more on the shelf. So those are still out there. If, if you wanted one, 
you go to the store and get one. And it's 25 bucks, but it's the figure and the diamond edition of Batman 89 on Blu-ray. So it's, it's totally worth it. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, there, and, and I hope to see a Jack Nicholson Joker. I hope they can figure out a way to do that. Even if they do, even if they have to do a video game version and then a re- regular version, I, that's fine by me. I don't care. Uh, but I, I really love these repaints. Uh, they're, they're really almost like a pop art type of thing. And I also, and, and I'm really glad we stuck with NACA for a minute because I'd feel terrible if I forgot their incredible Danny DeVito penguin. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go along with their large-scale figures. I, that thing looks amazing. And if you had told me, you know, when they first announced it, I was like, really, Penguin, is that is that something a lot of people are going to want? It's so grotesque <laughs> and such a good likeness of DeVito. Yeah, I mean, it looks just it really like is. The, uh, the movie. I, I, it's, it's Since I have the Keaton Batman that they did, it's going to be really hard for me to pass that one up. I mean, it looks incredible. And it's got a lot of good soft good stuff with the coat and everything. I mean, they're, they're nailing it with these large-scale figures. It's just the price point on them that's killing me. I want one of their Iron Man something terrible, but I just don't want to spend 100 bucks on it. Yeah, that's that's getting crazy. Right, right. Exactly. Well, and especially when it's something that doesn't fit in with an existing line. Like the Alien Queen and the Power Loader are a little easier for me to justify because they are part of the Alien and Predator line that I've got. Uh, but to have just a one-off thing like that, uh, it's uh, I can't. It's hard, harder for me to justify. Definitely. Can we take a moment here so I can be like a little bit nitpicky bitchy about something from Do this it. line? Do it. Because I am kind of upset over their choice of head sculpt for this Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh, because thank you. he thank looks you. pissed off and that's yeah, just why is he got a weird expression off? to it. You're yeah, you're absolutely right. And and we talked about this on the last one and and again I totally forgot about it. Uh but yeah, you're right. I well, his hair's too big for one thing. I don't like how big his hair is, but you're right. Christopher Reeve Superman, to me, is hopeful and kind. He he shouldn't look angry. And yes. and he does this head sculpt that they use, the expression they put on him, he's he's like intense and angry and it's because of that I'm not buying this figure because he's such a shame. It just looks it looks great, the likeness is great, but it's yeah. just got the wrong expression on it. Yeah, that that's like Superman for Superman. Yeah. No yeah, good. he he should kinda have like a smirk or, or something you know, or well, uh, a half smile or something to him. Yeah, because um Mattel did a sixth scale Christopher Reeve Superman that was a pretty shitty figure, but the head sculpt was fantastic. It had the right expression. It had that kind of like happy, contented, determined Superman. Uh, so it's a shame that Naka couldn't hit that same tone with, with their figure because otherwise that'd be a no brainer for me. Cause Superman at, you know, after Batman, cause Adam West Batman was my introduction to superhero stuff. Uh, but Christopher Reeve Superman was definitely like the next big thing for me. Yep. So yeah, you're right. That, that's that's a good call out, Josh. Anything else from Naka? Uh the biggest announcement yet, the Interstellar toys. <laughs> <laughs> I really I think that owned Toy Fair. Uh I think it sent I think it sent shockwaves throughout the toy industry. Uh what a weird fucking thing that was. 
yeah, that was like really that that. But, and, and, uh, yeah, I mean the movie is not even. I mean the, those toys aren't out yet, and that movie's already old. You know, in modern media, if if you're three months old, you're old, old. And the toys, when I mean, I don't even know when they're hitting. I haven't because I certainly haven't looked to see when they're available for pre-order. Uh, they're showing. I'm looking at a photo of it right now, and it's saying June. So I mean, that's bizarre. Just, yeah, and, and that's like not far enough away for the uh, uh, DVD to come out. You would think maybe they would try and time it with you know coming out at the same time the DVD. So there's well, maybe it is though. Because I mean, maybe stuff, that June's stuff still only out. a couple of months. Um, I, I, I would think it's still a little bit. I mean, stuff turns around really fast these days, but that seems like that's fairly quick. I don't know. It might be, but yeah, that's uh, that's bizarre. That's that's a weird pickup for NACA because uh, it's not like there's going to be a sequel to that movie or anything. It's it's not going to be an I, ongoing I haven't seen franchise. It yet. I haven't seen it yet. I, I really want to, but I, I couldn't. I never made it out to the uh, the, I, the theater. I haven't seen it either, but uh, I, I don't you know, know enough. I, I love Christopher Nolan, but I, I don't know how interested I am in it. I, I was very interested, but I, you know, as you get older with kids and work and whatnot, I just, we just couldn't find the, yeah. the time to get time, out to make it. Time goes away. Yeah, and you blink, and it's you know two months later, and it's already out of the theaters. So really, Interstellar was was big enough that we probably should have closed the show with that. <laughs> but, but, but we've got a couple more things to cover. Um, real quick, I want to touch on Mezco's one twelve collective stuff. Um, I I have to get one of the Batman's to review it. I have to. Uh, there's no way I cannot pick up this revolutionary of an action figure. Like I, I've got to get it. I have to hold one in my hands. I've got to know. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. this, this can't just go by me. I've got to know if it's if it's as good as it appears to be. Uh, the Batman's are shipping now, but what's interesting is that they showed Judge Dredd at Toy Fair, which he looks possibly even more incredible than the Dark Knight Returns Batman. And they also showed the Lawmaster motorcycle. Yeah. But the Lawmaster, it's not a given. They were basically bringing it kind of like Mattel did with the Battle Ram a few years ago. They brought it to see what the response was to it. Uh, it is not a done deal that the Lawmaster is going to come out. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what happens there. But it looked incredible. J Dread and the Lawmaster both just looked absolutely amazing. Uh, they've already announced a Judge Death, although we haven't seen any pictures of Judge Death yet. Um, what what are you guys' feelings on this somewhat expensive <laughs> line? It looks amazing, and I want one so bad. I just don't know if I can justify sixty bucks for yeah. it. I just it's so hard to want to pull a trigger. Yeah, I'm, but I'm it looks the exact same. Bo uh, like, you. it's the dread that I've always wanted, but I just I don't know if I can well, do the it. The thing is, dread's not sixty. Batman was sixty five. Well, Batman there was a sixty dollar Batman, and they've done three different versions, and I can't remember which one is which. There's a sixty dollar Batman. There's a sixty five dollar Batman. Dread is seventy five. I'll see even worse. Yeah. Oh my and, god! And which once you get to that level, you're like, well, shit. How much is that lawmaster going to cost? Mm -hmm. So it's really one of those things where I, you know, I want this Batman. You know, one, I love Batman. He's my guy. But two, you know, doing what I do and 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 having a a toy based website, I have to review it. Uh, and and 
despite all my letters to, to Mezco or emails to Mezco, <laughs> they aren't sending me one, shockingly. Uh, but I've, I've got to know. But yeah, this is, this is a pricey line and it's not anything that I can see myself, uh, collecting, especially when you consider the fact that I just bought Naka's Snake Pliskin, uh, their, their eight inch Mego style Snake Pliskin, which calling it Mego style is doing it a disservice. Because it's, it is a beautiful sculpt. It is not Amigo body in any sense of the word. Uh, the, the clothing and accessories are incredible. It's, it's an amazing action figure. Uh, it retails for 30 bucks and I did not pay 30 bucks for it. So considering that, I'm like, well, how the hell can Mezco charge twice that for a figure that's actually smaller? You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. But regardless of anything else, they are impressive looking figures and it's exciting to look at them and, and think about, you know, what went into them. Yeah. Especially the Batman, it, it comes with a ton of accessories. So, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it looks awesome, but, um, just, just the price point, uh, is, is, is too high yeah. for me right now. I just can't yeah, do it. Yeah. It absolutely is. Uh, that's, that's a hundred percent. It totally is, but I have to know. <laughs> uh, one, one other kind of one category company, and, and I don't want to undersell Diamond Select Toys. They had a ton of awesome stuff. Um, their figural banks are incredible. Uh, if you're somebody that might be inclined to like busts or statues, but doesn't want to spend the money for busts or statues, Diamond's vinyl banks are absolutely incredible. And they had uh, a lot of stuff like that. Tons of mini mates, which is not my thing. But they are, you know, they have as many licenses as Funko has in those mini mates, and they are, if if they are your thing, you can combine Marvel and DC and Back to the Future and and basically any nerd license you can think of. You can go buy mini mates and have shelves and shelves of all these figures in the same aesthetic style, the same scale. Uh, they, they've really done some cool stuff. So I, and, and they are cool figures. I did, uh, collect mini mates for a bit. Um, so I've got a couple shelves of DC and a couple shelves of Marvel figures. Um, they, they've got a ton of characters and they're one of those, you know, they're, they're smaller toys, but they're, 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 the, the fun factor is definitely there. Um, as far as posing them and, you know, doing different things, you know, getting, doing different things with them. Uh, they are really cool. Um, but just the, the scope of the line is what kind of scared me off of it just because there are so many different licenses and there are so many characters that, you know, you, you could literally have hundreds and hundreds of figures. Well, and they do like specific eras from the comics. Like they've done, uh, they'll do specific eras of X-Men as a box set and they'll do, I mean, they, they really are hitting everything. It's a collector's dream. If, if you like that aesthetic of, of figures and I've got, I bought the battle beast that they did and they're awesome. And it, it, it fixed my jonesing for battle beasts. Definitely. Uh, so, you know, diamond select toys is doing some awesome, awesome stuff. And, uh, like their starships, their star Trek starships. Uh, I've, I have started picking and choosing those. I've got several of them. I just picked up the next generation enterprise, uh, that they, they kind of retooled a little bit and reoffered, and it's amazing. But what I want to focus on now is the pretty shocking announcement that they're doing Ghostbusters as part of their select line. 
Uh, did, did any of you guys have any inkling that this was happening? Mm. No, not until I saw the pictures uh, uh, from the event. And what's interesting about them, you know, if you're if you're at all familiar with Diamond Select toys and their their seven inch scale figures, uh, they do Marvel Select, they do Universal Monsters Select. Uh, they're highly detailed, just really nice looking figures that. As they have been making them, they've been making them kind of like NACA. They've been making improvements in articulation and sculpt. Um, and, and they've really been doing some nice stuff, but I, I didn't know that they were going to be doing Ghostbusters and seeing they had Winston and Ray at Toy Fair and seeing those figures made me realize how subpar Maddie collectors supposedly <laughs> collector oriented Ghostbusters figures. It was like the difference between Maddie collectors figures and Kenner's figures from back in the eighties. It's yeah. The, the likenesses aren't even close. The, the new likenesses are, are look fantastic. Oh my gosh. And well, and just the equipment, all the detail in the equipment and the, the coveralls, like, it really is if you if you put the Kenner ones, the Kenner real Ghostbusters, and then the Maddie ones, and then the Diamond ones, it would look like an evolution of action figures. <laughs> and that's that's how drastic the difference is. And these have removable proton packs with with actually the the straps on the backpacks. I mean, they, they it's it's a world of difference. And I really hope that. We get, you know, like Maddie did, I hope we go beyond the four main Ghostbusters and can get into, you know, Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis and Vigo and I, I just, there, there's so much depth to the Ghostbusters, even though it's just two movies. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, it will always just be two movies, apparently. Uh, but it's just two movies, but there's so much depth there and so many characters there I'd love to see in plastic, and I hope Diamond can hit them all because the, those Ray and Winston were just gorgeous. Yeah, they do look fantastic. A little bit intrigued on why they went with uh, Ray and Winston first instead of Egon and Peter. That's intriguing to me. Here's what I think. I think that they know exactly how incredible those figures look and that for your first two uh, – and, and, you know, I love – I love all four of the Ghostbusters, um, but there's no denying that Bill Murray and Harold Ramis mm-hmm. are kind of the the big boys. You know, one because Harold Ramis has passed; he's no longer with us. Uh, so Egon has even more cachet than he did before, and Bill Murray's Bill Murray. So I think it was a good call to show the razzle dazzle of the figures. On the two, I'm not going to say lesser characters, but the two characters that people probably don't think of as instantly as they do, um, Egon and, uh, Bankman. I, I, I think it was a good call because now we're just looking at, holy shit, those figures look incredible. We don't even care who they are. That's true. And then the second wave comes out, and it's Egon and Venkman, and you're just like, oh, well, shit. They're, of course, they're great. We already know. We saw Ray and Winston. So I, I think it was a smart decision. Makes sense. Uh, because you, they're going to do all four. There's no question. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. So, you know, I, I think that was smart. 
so that was, you know, Diamond. I love Diamond Select toys. They do some of the coolest stuff that happens. Uh, but there, you know, I, I do a lot of picking and choosing with those guys. So I, I don't want to undersell what they had at Toy Fair, but at the same time, we just, it, it, not, not a lot of it's in my ballpark. Do you guys have any other Diamond Select stuff? Mm-hmm. I, no, I've I got don't. the random Marvel zombie figure they did there for a little oh, while. Yeah, Sabertooth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of those are going to come back and it looks like they've improved the articulation, which is nice. They definitely have. Um, I've got the original that I, I've got the original ones they did, Cap and Spider-Man and Hulk. Uh, and they're, they're beautiful figures, but yeah, the articulation is limited. I picked up the Magneto that they released a few months ago and it has improved articulation. Uh, and it looks like Sabretooth, they've even gone a step further. But what's so impressive about these is aesthetically, even though the articulation is evolving, aesthetically they still fit together, uh, which is a tough thing to accomplish, and they're doing it. So I'm, I'm stoked. And I, I love the first two Marvel Zombies series. I, I love them. I've read them several times over, and they're still fantastic stories. And then I think... Was it four or five that they brought in Machine Man? Whichever one had Machine Man in it, like, kind of came back around and it was good again. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Marvel Zombies. We're here to talk about toys. And we have one last toy company. We saved, uh, we saved some of the best for last, uh, which we weren't able to do last time, but this time, DC Collectibles. Guys, how many boners did DC Collectible generate this year? All the boners for Lots me, thank of you. Boners. Yeah, my god. Yeah, they, they had some some cool stuff. Uh, Jay, do you do you want to run down the Batman animated stuff? Sure. What do you want? I think we've got to start. I talk about line. The new I think we've got to start with the the centerpiece of Toy Fair for me. Uh, the absolute okay. best. Yeah, thing. I think for me too. Uh, they announced uh, the next round of. Um, the Batman animated line. Oh, not even uh, that. Some new fi- yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, they, they announced the figures, but then along with that was the, the big announcement was there was going to be a in-scale uh, Batmobile oh. in, in that style. Think uh, of that looks amazing. It's uh, like two feet long. It lights up. Uh, the figures will fit in in the uh, uh, in there. Uh, so it, it is two scale with the with the figures. Um, and it, it, it looks amazing. Yeah, I've, uh, it's funny because I didn't remember saying this, but, uh, I, I had actually written when I, in my first review of, uh, the Batman from that line, I said, please, please, please make a Batmobile. And, and, uh, I never really imagined that they would, but, uh, man, I, they, not only are they making one, but they're making an incredible one. Like it's to scale. It's two feet long. Yeah. Two figures can fit side in and in, in the cockpit. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is I've got, I'm actually sitting here. My, I've got all the old Kenner Batman animated figures, and I've got the old Batmobile. And that thing was built as a toy. It wasn't built as a collectible. So it holds Batman. And that's it. It's not to scale with the figures at all. And it's I love it. It's a great toy. But 
the fact that we're getting a two foot long to scale with six inch scale figures is is absolutely crazy. Um, and and before we and all, yeah, go ahead. And only for ninety dollars, like yeah, it's Matt and Maddie couldn't put out you know the Ecto one and the shitty Batman sixty six Batmobile they did. And it was just as much, and DC is killing it for ninety. Was more the Ecto one was like one hundred and fifty. Well, here's more, the here's it? the here's the range that we have though is Matt, Mattel's Batman sixty six Batmobile was sixty bucks, but it's a it's basically it's not a piece of shit. But I think I think it looks good from afar. Yes. Once you get a little closer to it, you realize that there were some cheaper choices it's, it's made. It's got plastic wheels. It doesn't light hollow plastic wheels. It doesn't light up. It doesn't have any moving parts. It doesn't. Uh, you know the, those seat belts. I mean, it really looks like an '80s toy, kind of shined up a little bit. It doesn't feel like a modern toy. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you have the Ecto-1 that Mattel was attempting to make for 230 bucks or whatever it was that was going to light up and have sounds, but that's crazy. And then you have from DC Collectibles, two scale with lights. I don't think it has sounds. I think it just has lights. Um, but still, for a $100 MSRP, but you can go... To BigBadToyStore.com and pre-order it for eighty-five bucks. Uh, it's it's incredible the difference in in what really in in all of the lines the difference between what DC Collectibles is able to do and the difference in what Mattel is able to do. It's just the detail on this piece is just fantastic. Like I think my favorite thing is the stupid seat belts. The seat belts just look great. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is the interior, the 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 uh, I, I I guess cockpit. Uh, it looks fantastic. There's detail. There's color. There's I mean it 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 looks amazing as opposed to you know other now the Batman sixty six the interior was okay like it did have some paint it did have some color it did have some sculpt like. Glancing at it, it looked right. But once you sit down and really start taking it apart, there just there there's so many things that just don't feel correct about it. Um, and then this Batmobile is is amazing. So we're we're all buying a Batmobile. I think that's Absolutely. that's a safe bet. Yeah. But they also showed the next round of uh, figures. Which which what did they have oh. there, Jay? Uh, they had the Mad Hatter, uh, Bane, Nightwing, Batgirl, uh, another Batman, uh, Penguin, Riddler, and Scarecrow. So of these, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of bouncing back and forth between designs of the, the two different animated series, uh, with, you know, some of the more updated looks versus some of the classic looks. And so, unfortunately, the Bane and the Scarecrow both are from the, the newer, line and newer cartoon and i just i'm not a big fan of the design of either one of those unfortunately before we before Uh, we get too much further uh i i think we're gonna have to uh say thank you and goodbye to needless things head researcher ryan yes ryan uh thank you so much for coming on and hanging in there as long as you could i understand percocet is fun (laughs) (laughs) it is not percocet makes you very tired yeah 
Yeah. Kind of lightheaded. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for coming on, man, and I'm glad you could hang in as long as you did. And uh, we will we will be back soon to talk about toys again. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Great. Thanks, guys. Yep. Talk to you. Later. Later. All right, Jay and Josh, I'm going to assume you guys are not uh, recovering from surgery and on Percocet, so we will continue on. Let's do yep. it. Nice night over, but currently I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the Bane and Scarecrow, I'm not happy about those. That, that's my least favorite Scarecrow design in the history of Scarecrow. Uh yeah, it's it's up there for me too. And uh, and the bane, uh, I think we've talked about it. it it's got the weird kind of gimp more yeah. look to it more than kind of the the luchador mask, and it's just it's not again not one of my favorite designs. Obviously, I have a bias there. Um, yeah. While while I don't have anything against gimps, I just don't want Bane as a gimp. Although that's essentially how they've treated him in all the media. Like uh, Bane's one of my favorite characters from the comics, but. Anytime he gets adapted, he's just muscle. He's just hired muscle. And it drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess they really wanted to put out the uh, Dick and Barbara figures, and the Bane and the Scarecrow are the ones that had the biggest changes in character design, so they could do these and then get you to buy another one for the task version of them later on. Yeah, and, and well, and you know what? I, I don't have a problem with that, because I'm sure there are people that prefer the the more recent versions, or the later versions of Bane and Scarecrow, and for this line, you know, go for it. I'm not going to buy them, but, uh, you know... Yeah, they're going to be a skip for me, but, um, you know, Nightwing and Batgirl, they, they looked great. Yeah. Um, you know, Penguin looked great, Mad Hatter looked great, and Riddler looked great. So. Oh, that Riddler is my favorite one. He looks so Dude, great. The facial expression yes. on that figure is incredible. Yeah. And, and what's funny is on the Kenner, the original Kenner one, uh, he has that same smirk and it's a great looking figure, but this one is just outstanding. I mean, I, I'm really, really happy. With, with yeah, I mean, obviously it's from the same source material, so obviously the Kenner and these are gonna um, look similar. But I mean, some some of these are almost identical to the Kenner toys, like that uh, uh, creeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that looks almost identical to the uh, the the old one, which is, I think, a testament to Kenner and to DC Collectibles and to to Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, because it just shows how iconic those designs are and how well they translate to different mediums. Absolutely. And, uh, and we, we talked a little bit about this last time, but I think all of our hopes for this line is that it does succeed because, uh, DC, they're, they're aware of the quality issues with the first line. They've, they've rearranged the release dates for the, the next waves to address them. They really want this line to do well. They really want to put out quality figures. And I, I'm hoping that it works because of course, you know, down the road, what I would hope for is that we're going to see Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, you know, every corner of the DC animated universe. I, I would love to see covered in this line. Totally. Yeah. I, we, I guess we can talk about it more in a minute as, as far as collecting the same characters, you know, over multiple lines, but this is one of those lines that the, uh, the look and the design is so strong and so unique. Um, to the uh, to the cartoons, that even though I've got most of these characters as the uh, DC Universe classics, uh, this is one of those rare times where I would be fine with you know collecting a lot of the same ones uh, in the in the different look. Well, and for me, uh, 
you know, growing up, I was probably more of a Marvel guy. Like X Men and Spider Man were were my jam when I was a kid, uh, and then Batman was my guy. But it was kind of just Batman. Like I didn't really get into a lot of the rest of the DC universe until the Justice League cartoon hit. And the reason I got into that was Batman the Animated Series. Because Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, and then the Justice League cartoons are all the same universe. They all grew out of one another. And that's what really got me into the broader DC universe. So those animated versions of the characters... You know, many of the characters, it's the first time I really got to know them at all. Uh, and in a lot of cases, it's really the best depiction of the characters that's ever happened, even including the comics. Because they take the best qualities of them and put them into a 22-minute cartoon. So for me, these are kind of the defining versions of a lot of those characters that I love. Like the question... Uh, this is this animated question is is the question to me. Yeah, he had a great uh, run in the uh, the cartoon. Yeah, I'd kill for an animated question figure. Huh? Yeah, and that's the thing is is I really do hope we get to that point because I've I've got I I didn't uh, Jay like you and Ryan were were very much completists on that DC Universe classics, but I was not. I picked and chose, but a lot of the characters I bought was because of their representation in the Justice League cartoon. Like, Fire and Ice were very important to me to have because of that cartoon. Uh, and, and there are a lot of the characters that, that mainly I wanted because of that. And I would love to have versions that actually represented them from that cartoon. And yeah, Question is definitely one that I hope that, that they can get to at some point because Jeffrey Combs! Oh, what? <laughs> what? I remembered his name this time. Uh, I love Jeffrey Combs as an actor. I can never remember his name because he was Herbert West to me for so many years. But Jeffrey Combs was the the voice of the question. And to the, I still say I would love to see him show up on Arrow uh, or Flash as the question. But now he's on Gotham as uh, some kind of crazy mad scientist guy. So I, I don't know if that makes it more likely or less likely. Cause if he was the question, he'd have his face covered. So it wouldn't really matter if he was on another show, but uh, I'm just happy to see him on TV. But anyway, Holy shit. Batman animated from DC collectibles. Incredible. But that's not all folks. What else did they have? Uh, they had a, a brand new line. Um, and it, it's kind of, uh, starting over, uh, kind of like the DC Universe Classics, but it's it's a kind of a unified look, uh, six inch uh, figures, uh, and you know they had you know the Adam, the New Fifty Two Adam, um, Aquaman, Batman, Black Adam, Blue Beetle, Dead Man, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Luthor, uh, Harley, Mister Miracle, Superman, Flash with Cosmic Treadmill, um, all shown, and, and and the figures all look really good. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know, if I didn't, you know, if I didn't have any of the DC Universe classics, I could definitely see myself starting with this, uh, this line. Um, you know, they, they have accessories, you know, they, and, and sometimes, you know, large accessories. Like I said, the Flash came, came with the treadmill, the Green Lantern came with like a construct, uh, set of armor. Yeah, it's this uh, big, giant, mm-hmm. almost like mech armor that they're, they're selling as a deluxe figure. And it, it just is incredible because, 
in the past, DC Direct or DC Collectibles might have released that Green Lantern like in the armor, and that was just the figure. But the pieces come off, and you have a regular Hal Jordan Green Lantern under that. Like it's it's a nicely interactive thing that I don't know they would have done that way in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for this line, and it has a lot to do with the accessories. I've got most of these figures from the Mattel days, but I'm going to go ahead and buy them again because I like the visual aesthetic. I like the uniform look to them, and they just are really, really good classic representations of these characters, and they come with these great accessories. I'm so over the moon ever the um, Kryptonian robot that comes with Superman. Yes. I- gotta have that i love that so much i love the cosmic treadmill i love the pieces that come for uh, the constructs for green lantern i just i i'm okay with that i'm okay with buying these again i i'm a dc guy i always have been and these are just the representation of the figures that i want with the accessories that i want so i'm gonna have to buy them well and what's so great is uh the we've got to give credit to ivan rice who's the artist that's that's doing the designs for these and because of that, one guy is doing the design, so they feel very uniform. But what's interesting is most of what they showed, and they showed, I think, the first three waves uh, at Toy Fair. The th- well, the first three waves and then the deluxe Green Lantern figure. Which the fact that the Flash has the treadmill and he's not even a deluxe figure, he's just a regular price figure, is crazy. Uh, but they're all one aesthetic style like the same guy is designing the looks for all of them and most of what they showed was not new 52 uh black black yeah. adam was new 52 and then you said atomica was new 52 yeah. Um, yeah but most of the rest of it are classic looks like maybe maybe that luthor maybe but, uh it's 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 kind of it's, it's it's the classic green and purple power suit but it's a little slimmer than you've seen, so I, I I haven't been reading the new Fifty Two, so I don't know. I mean, that, that is what he's wearing right now in his Justice League appearance. Okay. So, so okay. but but that one is even that is not as specifically New Fifty Two as like Black Adam. That's that's his look. But like Luthor has always had, you know, that since superpowers anyway has had that power suit. But right, that suggests to me that DC has known for a year or longer that the new 52 was going away this summer because the fact that they're well, launching this line with so little emphasis on new 52, because tra- their other stuff, they've been very serious about making everything new 52. Yeah. Yeah. Every, well, everything up until now was new 52, like all the new figures. And even there at the end of the uh, DC universe classics, they were issuing, um, you know, like Wonder Woman in her new uh, costume, the new Superman, the new Dark Side. Well, they hit all the big ones. They hit Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Batman, Superman, Dark Side. Like they, they, you know, right at the end there, they were pushing New Fifty Two. That was going to be it. Well, I mean, what's really interesting is since the last time that we recorded and talked about this, they've announced that they're doing away with the New Fifty Two moniker when they come back from their big crossover in uh, April and May. When they come back in June and they're really kind of relaunching the line, it's not going to be branded with New 52. Right. And they've come out and said that there's not going to be any more focus on just focusing on the house style, the New 52. So, Well, and that's what's that's what's got me so ex- – well, one, I'm excited about Convergence because there's so many titles in there that just are such old school. Like they're, they're going back and hitting on a lot of the stuff that, that during my golden years of comic collecting, yeah. I was super me into too. 
Um, and then once convergence is done, th- it seems like they're saying, look, we're going to take the best of everything. It's almost like they're going to do what Justice League Unlimited did. It sounds like they're going to take the best aspects of every character or every story and just go forward with that and not worry so much about, uh, in the last five years, this is what happened. Like, they're just going to say, look, we just want to tell good stories with the best parts of what we've created so far. Right, which is, uh, sounds awesome. Yes. So I, that's got me, you know, I may actually start picking up some DC books again. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, jazzed about that. Um, so yeah, that, uh, DC definitely, DC collectibles had a very, they had a few, few more things too. Like, um, uh, you know, we were talking about the, uh, the TV shows. Um, so they had a, announced a bunch of figures, uh, uh Arrow and Flash figures and then some more of the, uh, collectible, uh, prop rep, uh, replicas with the Dr. Fate helmet. And the, the Gotham badge and the reverse flash ring. Yeah, they're making some uh, really strong choices with their prop replicas. Cause what's cool is DC collectibles, uh, they have direct access to the props that are used on the shows. So that, that helm of Naboo that we saw on Constantine, they're making a prop yeah. replica that's, that's taken directly from the mold of that prop. Same thing with the reverse flash ring that we saw on Dr. Wells or Professor Wells just a few weeks ago. Uh, that prop replica is taken directly from the mold of that reverse flash ring. Like they have access to the props. So what we're able to order from DC collectibles, that's the real stuff. It's real deal yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. And it looks, they, they, and they all look really good. Um, uh, the figures too, they looked really, really good. You know, the, the arrow and the flash, um, uh, and Captain Cold. Um, and, you know, they diggle, uh, and Felicity, they, um, the fact Felicity, that they're doing yeah. diggle and Felicity to me show that they have a, a long range commitment to this line. And the interesting thing is, you know, while the shows, some of the other shows air on different networks, I don't doubt for a second that we're going to see a con, well, depending on how, how much further it goes, we could see a Matt Ryan Constantine, uh, we could see Teen Titans. We could see Supergirl. Uh, because even though they're different networks, they're all DC. They're all Warner Brothers. So DC Collectibles could have a DC TV universe line that goes beyond just Flash and Arrow. And you could see all of these live action primetime television characters in the same action figure line. Which is something we've never seen before. Yeah, that'd be exciting to have that kind of stuff. And, and um, today, I would love a Matt Ryan Constantine figure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Matt Ryan is Constantine. I, I, I hope somehow that show is able to continue because I feel like the first season was a little bit rough, but that they found their footing towards the end, which is, I mean, that's a first season of yeah. television. I mean, that's how first yep. seasons sure. are. They had this moment. So there's definitely some episodes that were really, really good. I thought, um, you know, there were some off that weren't as good, but like you said, it's first season, you know, so they're trying to figure out what, what exactly they're doing. And they were faithful so would, uh, to Hellblazer. That's what's important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People were really worried about it being on NBC and obviously, you know, there were some cuts or, you know, yeah. Dude, they couldn't go yeah. go full full blown like they could have, but they definitely were 
doing the best with what they could uh, And they do. pushed the boundaries. I mean, you had a main character shooting up heroin on primetime television, which I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it's faithful to the franchise. Yeah. Right. And you want to know and how you I know we see him smoke. People were really worried about that. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. How I know we won is he finally finally said, "Fuck it, let's just have him yeah. smoke," and we get it finally at the yeah, end. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe it can find life on Sci-Fi, or or there's some answer for, uh, you know, for Constantine continuing on because I feel like they they were faithful and they've got a good thing, you know, that that's that's potentially going to happen. But we'll see. That's a whole that's a whole other podcast that we. Sort of already yeah. recorded that you can find on needlessthingsite.com or on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for the toys, guys. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Uh, let's yeah. let's uh, just recap wise. I already said I think Funko killed it. Uh, do you guys have any particular favorites from the from the show? I, I'm going to DC Collectibles. I just love those two lines so much, and that just is my <laughs> my core love. So. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll totally agree. That was a very, very close second. I think if I didn't already have, like, if, if I wasn't so stuck on the DC Universe classics and I was more into the DC icons, like, I love the DC icons. I think DC collectibles might have taken it away from Funko if I, if I thought I was going to get into the icons because they really, they had a strong, cohesive presentation with a lot of promise for the future, which I think is important. Uh, Jay, did, did you have yeah. a favorite or a pick? Sure. I, you know, I think the Batmobile, just a single announcement and that, that was the, a real biggie for me. Um, I just thought the amount of Marvel Legends announced was batshit crazy. Um, I mean, it, it seems like that there's more Marvel Legends they announced for, you know, the first half of the year than we've seen in a couple years combined as recently as just a couple years ago when we were getting a couple of waves a year and you know here and they announced like five so that's that's pretty crazy uh and then obviously the funko the the serenity line um that was a big one for me that i was really excited about uh so between the marvel legends the serenity and then the batmobile those were the the three biggies for me so it was kind of no no one company completely wowed me but they were all very close you know they they weren't uh, too far ahead of each other well and that may i mean that makes sense because i feel like this is the biggest toy fair we've covered since we started doing this i feel like everybody had at least one really strong presentation but most companies had a few really good things going for them like i said i was excited even though i don't collect them i was excited about transformers again because devastator looked incredible and I love the concept of the Combiner Wars. Like, I just, everything there this year had sort of an electricity to it that, that I haven't seen in a while. And, and it makes me excited for this year. And, uh, also sad. Yeah, it makes my wallet hurt. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming yeah, I mean, out. Next I didn't year. really have any disappointments other than the kind of lackluster Star Wars showing, but I mean, but you know that's going to be waiting for at right. Comic Con. Exactly. Because at Comic Con, Hasbro, because, you know, the new movie's coming out in December. So Hasbro is going to just bend everybody else over and ruin their buttholes at Comic-Con because we're going to see new Star Wars stuff and 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 this is that, that that can't the importance of that can't be overstated new Star Wars stuff. We haven't yeah. seen that. The last time we saw it was the launch of the Clone Wars 
which was the last time they did a midnight Toys R Us opening, which I thought was the last time that would ever happen. You know, we got Clone Wars and I thought that was it. And here we are on the eve of something potentially as big as the original Kenner relaunch in 95. Yeah, I mean, I I think that this is going to match, if not go further than the episode one toy launches because now you've got Disney behind it, pushing right. it. I, I just, I mean, it's, I think it's going to go all out. It's going to be yeah, And I think you crazy. also have established lines too. You know, you've got the, the, the black series, you've got the regular series. You know, I think, uh, there, there's going to be a, a ton. Uh, there's going to be a lots and lots of different options for each figure. Well, and if you look at, or each character, I, I think, I don't know if I totally believe there's going to be another midnight release. I hope there is because what I want more than anything is to be able to share that with my son because those those midnight Toys R Us openings were magical. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I was with Ryan for the Phantom Menace one, and man, that was just something special. And I really hope that I can share that with my son for this one. But uh, even if not. We're, we're gonna see, I, I could almost guarantee we'll see two waves of black series for episode seven, uh, that come out probably at the same time. We'll probably see a couple of waves of three and three quarter inch black series. And then who knows what other formats they're gonna hit. They could do a two inch line like they've been doing the Marvel stuff. They could do, I mean, we, we don't know, but we'll, we'll certainly find out in July at Comic Con. And, uh, until then, well, Toy Fair has given us more than enough to uh, take out a second mortgage on. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming back and doing this again. It really does mean a lot to me that you were willing to come back out and do this a second time over. Uh, it's plug time. Jay, where can we find you online? Where can we find your art? Where can we find you in person? Sure. Uh, BelligerentMonkey.com uh, is my website, and it's got links to uh, my Etsy site, my blog, and everything else. Uh, and that's usually where I keep, uh, try and keep people updated on, uh, appearances. So already signing up for a bunch of festivals, sending out stuff, uh, already. I'm still currently at the, uh, diesel fueling station in Virginia Highlands. I think I'm going to be up there for another month, uh, with some artwork. Um, and I'm always at, uh, Village Theater. Uh, if you guys uh, ever want to go see some really great improv, uh, I've got some art hanging on the walls up there. Very cool. And uh, Josh, the oncoming Josh, where can we find you online and what do you do? Well, if you're interested in hearing about Doctor Who stories that aren't on television, I do do a podcast uh, focusing on those comics and novels and audios called The Oncoming Storm. You can check us out at theoncomingstorm.libson.com or you can always check out our newest episodes at our mother station, our mothership, uh, esopodcast.com. And, of course, the Needless Things podcast is also part of the ESO network. Uh, you can find us at needlessthingssite.com. We update five days a week with reviews of toys, movies, music, pop culture, conventions, everything else. Uh, and you can find us iTunes and Stitcher, if I didn't say that already, which I think I have about three times in the show. But I feel like it's a thing I need to say because it feels special. Uh, but guys, I really appreciate it. It's it's been a lot of fun talking to you, and we'll be doing it again in July because we'll have tons of stuff to cover from Comic Con. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Anytime.
Hey, and that's Toy Fair. No more Toy Fair episodes this year, I promise. Two is as many as we needed to do. And we almost hit three hours just with this one. But that's just how it happens sometimes here on the Crazy Needless Things Podcast, which you can find on iTunes and Stitcher and on NeedlessThingsSite.com. And, of course, we're a proud part of the ESO Network, which you can find at ESOPodcast.com. Seriously, come out this weekend. Uh, Come to the Masquerade, which I don't think I mentioned at the beginning of the show. And if you made it this far, then good for you. Come out to the Masquerade, see some great wrestling, hear some music. I say music uh, uncategorized because I don't know what kind of music we're going to be playing. Uh, It it might be terrible. I really don't know. But check out our friends over at WrestlingWithPopCulture.com and go to JoeLanta.org for all of the details about Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention this weekend. I got a lot going on. And I've already had a lot going on. Because, guys, I've got like four or five podcasts in the can right now that I haven't even edited yet. It's been really crazy lately, and all these audio difficulties are driving me up the fucking wall. But you know what? I keep doing it because I love doing it. I'm compelled to do this stuff because I need to have fun. And uh, most of all, though, remember, I love you guys. Seriously, come out to one of the things this weekend. For real. It's going to be fun. I, I've never hosted a wrestling show as big as what we're doing Friday night. Uh, I, I, it's going to go late. I don't really want it to go that late. It's going to go late. It's like nine matches. You don't have to stay the whole time. Seriously, just come out and see me at the beginning. It's going to be fun. All right. I'll see you Friday. And Sunday. Sunday.